From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hey, thanks. Welcome to the program. Great to be back. Uh, what a... Um what a couple of days, though. All right, let me fill you in on a couple of things. I'm going to need your energy this morning because I'm here on basically no sleep whatsoever. Didn't plan on it. I mean, a long weekend should should have come back very, very rested. Um, things just happened. For example, uh, right before Christmas, I remembered to deactivate my... Um, my alarm, because with the Christmas on Sunday, the holiday was on Monday, and New Year's on Sunday, the holiday was on Monday again, I didn't remember to deactivate my alarm for yesterday, so it went off at 2.15 in the morning, and I just decided that, good, I got a lot of work to do, and I'll get to it. I didn't even mind. And I also knew that meant I would would be tired by about eight o'clock for sure and get a good night's sleep, try to get to sleep eight thirty ish, something like that. And what happened, I was living vicariously through Tom Cantone. So I decided that I knew we would be chatting back and forth about the Penn State game and what a great game they had. So I watched the Penn State game. The moment that got over. I was pretty tired, but I thought, you know what? This this game, this Buffalo and Cincinnati game is significant in terms of the AFC and playoff position and so on. So I put that on. The next thing, I think I watched a show in between Penn State, a home improvement show on HGTV. The second that got over, I see the uh, the DeMar Hamlin play. And it looked unremarkable. Hamlin made a hit. Keep in mind, usually when you are the one making, it doesn't always work that way. The people have concussions that are the ones making the hit. He's making the hit. Good play, clean play. And he kind of rolled over. And he springs right up. And then within a couple seconds, he's down on the ground. So there's a lot... That has to be confirmed here, but it appears that his heart took a hit at exactly the wrong time, like a one in a million type deal. And his heart, he went, the hit caused his heart, he went into cardiac arrest. Doctors that I've heard speaking overnight because I wound up not sleeping. And I'll tell you, it's living proof that you don't have to know someone to care. I don't know DeMar Hamlin. I really never heard of him that much. I think like the third game this year, he became a starter third game into the season. He's a safety on the Buffalo Bills, as you know. Evidently a very fine young man. 
that did good charity work and his charity overnight without him even knowing it because he's in a medically induced coma, which is very good. Don't get upset about that. The body heals. It's amazing what that can do to just let you heal. So that that kept me awake. And then next thing I know, it's, it's time to to get up again. And so I never planned on this. But I wind up, instead of being well-rested and returning, I come back to you having now been up for about 28 hours. Never even expected it. But there was just no way. I said to Margie, I can't fall asleep. I, I can't. I can't do it. And I went from very, very tired to not being able to sleep. And then you look at all the things since we were last together. This Brian Koberger, he is he is charged for with the Idaho uh, four murders. Pope Benedict XVI left us on Saturday at about 3 a.m. in the morning. The last thing he said in this life was, Lord, I love you. I'm a huge Pope Emeritus Benedict XVI fan, enormous fan. I I wish he never, I wish he never retired. Back in 2013, so that happened. Then I hear that Jeremy Jeremy Renner. I can't even speak English right now. I'm so tired. Uh, Jeremy Renner, he um, he has some freak accident. You know, they're talking about some snowblower. Snowblower. The, the guy has this enormous big cat deal that you ride. Big, huge snow moving machine. Now, somehow it's a little bit sketchy. Somehow he got run over by the machine. I don't know if it tipped over and he fell out and it fell on top of him or I don't know what happened. But I know he got run over and his publicist said he 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 is in critical but stable condition. I didn't know uh, know about the blunt chest trauma until very early this morning. I did know about other issues, injuries to extremities, one leg in particular. And evidently, and this was published yesterday, that a doctor lives nearby. I think that's really the difference between Jeremy Renna probably dying because he was losing a tremendous amount of blood and the doctor was able to put a tourniquet on the one leg. So Jeremy Renner, it's never good to be in critical condition, but critical but stable is a pretty good sign. But you always have to worry about everything from blood clots to all kinds of problems. You know, to what extent is he injured, lung injuries, broken ribs, trauma, the other extremities, everything that was run over. So you have that. Then, because it just won't stop. Then I find out that Martina Navratilova, who I'm a big fan of, has two forms of cancer right now. She knew something was up because she had swollen lymph lymph nodes. So she got checked for that. And they what she has released is that it's early stage throat cancer. 
about the third person that I've heard of recently with throat cancer. Two that I know and Navratilova now. And actually, I know someone else uh, who had it several years ago. So she's also diagnosed with breast cancer. I forget the year, but it was several years ago. She had breast cancer then, and they did what's called a lumpectomy. And evidently, uh, either they didn't get it all, or it it returned. I mean, it's just unbelievable, unbelievable news. Uh, by the way, I was thinking about this about two and a half hours, three hours ago. What time is it now? Four hours ago. George Santos doesn't seem very important right now, does he? The guy is is probably a jackass. Uh, I'm not a fan. But the way that the Democrat media was just going absolutely full Monty market saturation level insanity. Look, whatever's going to happen with him, maybe I, I know he's going to get sworn in today because Kevin McCarthy needs the vote. And that's another thing that would be top of mind. But uh, that is important, but it's not more important than life and death. And honestly, I, I have to be honest. I, I don't a friend of mine was really like upset about this. I, I, don't, I don't really care that much. I think Kevin McCarthy deserves it. I would vote for him. But guess what? If it's not him, I've been I've been saying this now for weeks. It's going to be Steve Scalise, who is a prince. And he probably might be better. So McCarthy is not going to get it on the first ballot uh, because I've had many other things on my mind uh, besides Kevin McCarthy. I really didn't look into what time this all begins today but he's not going to make it on the first ballot and it's interesting the media has been very very um vocal on the the never kevin five but i've mentioned this a few times there's nine other republicans that also are not going to vote for him he got like 188 votes for majority leader after the election there was always about 14, five that were more vocal, but so you're going to see Kevin McCarthy will probably get like 180 some votes, upper 180s. Andy Biggs is going to get like five votes. I don't know about the other nine, what they're going to do. Maybe he could get all 14. I'm I'm not sure, but Kevin McCarthy is not going to make it. On the first ballot. And yes, the Democrat media is going to go orgasmic that Republicans are dysfunctional and all kinds of crazy stuff. This hasn't happened in a hundred years. You're going to hear that until you want to throw up in your mouth. That's going to be all day. The best thing the Republicans could do, though, is pick a speaker. Don't let the Democrats have mischief. There's there's weird ways that, believe it or not, like a Democrat could wind up being speaker. It's not impossible, but I'm sure the Republicans won't let that happen. But it's really 
going to be a little bit crazy. So who was it? Good, uh, and I've interviewed him. Congressman Good, who, my goodness, he doesn't have a good thing to say about Kevin McCarthy. He has good things to say because they're from good, but they're not good. I mean, he just trashes him. There's nothing that Kevin McCarthy could do. He's given in on the you can, you know, re, you can bring up a motion to, to have me taken out of speaker. I mean, he's trying to do everything he can to get these votes with this congressman. Good. There is literally and good has made it clear. There is nothing that Kevin McCarthy can do to get his vote. Now, when you're looking at the math, there's not 435, there's 434, but it doesn't change the math because you need the majority. And that's 218, and he needs to get there with only Republicans. In days gone by, if you had something like this, the 9, 14, you know, there's 5 and 9, they would typically vote present. Maybe one or a couple Van Drew voted against Nancy Pelosi. When they called his name, he said, no, that didn't count as a vote, but he said it anyhow. The way the rules are, he he couldn't vote no against her. You have to vote for someone. But he said no, which was very good. So McCarthy is going to fall short on the first ballot. Then the Democrat media is going to go crazy and they'll bring all these pointy headed people on. Uh, this is unproved. This is unchartered territory. We need to go back to 1922. It's going to be nuts. So Republicans better get their act together or they're going to already get tagged as a do nothing Congress that can't even pick their own speaker. And then, oh, by the way, all they want to do is is uh, investigate uh, Hunter Biden. And they act like Joe Biden isn't involved. It's going to get very nauseating. I'm telling you, uh, don't do what I did in the last day. Get some sleep. You're going to need your strength. You're going to need your vitality. You're going to need your clarity and focus because it's going to be it's going to be very, very nasty. All right, we'll step aside for just a little bit. Uh, I'm going to take a nap. No, I'm only kidding. We'll be back in just a little bit. Don't go away. I can't take a nap. This breaks two minutes and 39 seconds. We'll be right back. Fox News commentary. An NC State announcer is suspended indefinitely after saying this on air. I'm Tommy Lahren. More next. President Trump has announced, and Ron DeSantis is rising fast. Who do you support for 2024? Newsmax wants to know what you think. Vote in the Newsmax poll. Just text the word RESPOND to 39747. That's RESPOND to 39747. It takes just seconds. Text RESPOND to 39747. Let your voice be heard and watch Newsmax today. Texting enrolls for automated text messages. Message and data rates may apply. 
Longtime North Carolina State radio announcer Gary Hahn was suspended indefinitely after referring to illegal aliens on a bowl game broadcast late last week. He said, and I quote, amongst all the illegal aliens down in El Paso, it's UCLA 14 and Pittsburgh 6. And what's wrong with that? Is he factually incorrect? Is El Paso not completely overrun with illegal aliens right now? Well, the answer is yes. Yes, it certainly is. I know the woke left is all about changing the definitions of things like man, woman, inflation, and recession. But no matter the clever workarounds they attempt here, the fact remains, those who come into our country illegally are indeed illegal aliens. But wouldn't it be nice if these politically correct and intellectually dishonest wokesters cared as much about securing our open border from illegal aliens as they do what you call the people who are coming across our border illegally? Gird your loins and your words. I'm Tommy Laren. Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins this afternoon at 1. Now, Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hey, thanks. Welcome back. 23 minutes past the hour. This was an interesting little rundown that the Daily Caller put together. Get ready for this. Biden spent almost 40% of his first full year on getaways. I don't know why they're doing the the... The first full year, and I mean, because you, you he started January twentieth of um, twenty twenty one. But anyhow, uh, so this is the breakdown: a hundred and forty one days of getaways. That's thirty thirty eight point six percent of twenty twenty two. It's amazing. Ninety two days at. The, the, his Delaware properties, plural properties, because he's just regular Joe, you know. Remember, didn't he go somewhere and say, I'm, I'm your poor relative that eats too much and never leaves? This guy is just, he, he's such a liar. It's incredible. 32 days at Camp David, seven days in South Carolina, five days in Nantucket, five days in the U.S. Virgin Islands. Isn't that something? Amazing. That's pretty uh, pretty amazing, though, when you think about it. He's basically, he's on track to outpace all past presidents ever. I mean, this is, this is rarefied stuff. Imagine this is him trying to get another four years. Whew. Imagine what, the, imagine just if you will imagine if he were to get four more years how unbelievable that would be psychedelic crazy and i'll tell you they just don't they don't answer any questions he doesn't do any interviews you know what's so amazing i said the media was really going to miss trump now they they didn't stop covering him they they trash him they don't let him be heard very often at all. That's not fair, but nor is life. But think about his his accessibility was unbelievable. And if he gave him a hard way to go, he gave you even more time. All this guy does is shuffle like Artie Johnson and laughing, and that's it. Nothing. You get nothing. Then you get Corinne Jean-Pierre saying the exact opposite of everything. Remember when he he called for the congresswoman who was dead three times 
to to be recognized. And then Corinne Jean-Pierre said after that, there was nothing unusual about that. Oh, no, no, no. Nothing unusual about that at all. A president who not that long ago worked with this particular member on legislation only to see her tragically die in a car crash, not of her fault. And someone was driving the wrong direction on a highway. And then you have Biden calling for her to be recognized. And uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre says, there's nothing unusual about that at all. No, there's nothing, nothing unusual about that at all. Maybe later today. I don't know if it will be with Mayor Kane. He has a game time decision for the nine o'clock hour. Of course, usually he would be with us yesterday, but we moved it to today. And it looks like he is going to be busy on assignment, but that's not it's not 100 percent. Yes, I did watch the Philadelphia Eagles lose for the second straight week. And for the first half in particular, they looked terrible. Second half looked a little better. Look, if you want to bring out in a game where they really were having trouble uh, all over the place, they did score a touchdown. And the official, this is not a fanatic speaking, the official blew the call. It was great defense. The official called holding. It was not. It was actually textbook award-winning performance by the uh, offensive linemen. And incidentally, you could see uh, they missed Lane Johnson on the right side tremendously. But here's the thing. If the Eagles, now that that interception by Minshew for the, um, you know, the, the pick six was terrible. And that was the ball game. But the Eagles actually should have been leading that game 14 to 13. And I think they would have won the game. It would have been a completely different uh, situation from that point forward. Instead, they were fortunate to get even three points. They got three points because their kicker, Elliott, is fantastic. I'll tell you what, if I could pick one kicker in the entire league, he's my guy. He is just money. I think it was like a 59-yard field goal. They really needed something, and they got the three points. It was big because then they would be getting the ball back to start the third quarter. Uh, and they they got robbed, though, of what should have been a touchdown. And it was game-changing. And now it, exactly the scenario that Mayor Kane and I spoke about 18 weeks ago on this very program, almost to the day, 18 weeks ago yesterday, I believe, we said, oh, I hope this uh, week 18 – Game 17, because you get the bye week, doesn't matter. Now, what's going to be interesting, I think the Giants might be the team that will rest players. This is so, it's unexpected. But see, Giants, their playoff fate is is done. They Winning doesn't matter. Losing doesn't matter. So, for me, it would be crazy. I think they should start their 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 starters. And they shouldn't play more than like a quarter. But don't forget, though, weird things happen. 
and sometimes backup players come in and you know you don't really have a chance to game game plan them and they can be very very tough so that's not automatic it's not like hey if the giants only play look full strength the eagles should beat them straight up and beat them very badly a few weeks ago but this last two weeks now Minshew played well enough to win the dallas game and he was good he was terrible but better in the second half uh, in uh, this past Sunday's game. But now the Eagles, Hurts is, I think I can just say this out loud, he's going to play, he has to play. Can't sit him a month anyhow. You, unless you're going to shut him down, you got to play him. I agreed with not playing him, though, this past Sunday, and the Eagles should have had enough to beat the Saints. Tom Terrific was terrific. The Bucks win. The Bucks win their division. The Bucks are in the playoffs. And let me tell you something. You don't want to be the Eagles faltering at the end and then wind up having to play a wild card game against the Bucks, for example. See, there's a lot of things have to shake out. And I don't even know what they're going to do in the AFC. I'm going to talk about that for a minute when we come back. I'm going to put it into context, though. Because I'm going to be sharing something that Skip Bayless did. Uh, when I tell you, I I strongly dislike this Skip Bayless as a sports personality. I don't know what he's like as a person, so it's not personal. But I strongly dislike him as a sports announcer. And I'll give you the latest example right after this. It's early in the morning in our brand new year. So far, I've written 2023 about 10 or more times with things that I have to do. And I've gotten it, haven't done 2022 yet. It's been pretty clear in my mind that it is 2023. So we'll see if that holds. Sometimes, though, if you do something very quick, you could wind up putting 2022 on a check or any number of things if you just did it real quick without thinking. So far, it hasn't happened. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. And we were incredibly busy from a digital standpoint over the last three days. We did not make it a holiday. I had a good time, wrote a lot of good stuff. Uh, today, we wrote a piece, Philadelphia Sports Television anchor, Don Tollefson, where is he now? I think that's readable. Check it out. We broke the story. Somebody copied right you know, after us a few hours later, like they always do, this one uh, stalker that I have. Atlanta County prosecutor confirmed a fatal single car crash in Mays Landing and three Egg Harbor Township volunteer fire companies. From the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zaro. This is a pretty warm forecast, but as temperatures and humidity go up, so do our rain chances. Unsettled weather is the name of the game here. We'll see some spotty rain showers and fog around today. Mostly cloudy skies, warm temperatures, high 61. Could be a few raindrops tonight, low 57, 63 tomorrow. Cloudy skies, expect one more push of rain and possible thunderstorms late day tomorrow. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. Make a New Year's resolution that's easy to keep. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Tom. Download every Hurley in the Morning program as a podcast on the WPG Talk Radio app. 
Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hey, thanks. Welcome back. 36 minutes past the hour. All right. So I just give you the difference between two commentators, myself and Skip Ellis. I'm watching this all go down. I stop completely caring about the game. And my whole focus is on someone that I don't know, that I really never heard of, um, and that hopefully he's going to be okay, that he's not going to die tonight, meaning last night, DeMar Hamlin, the Buffalo Bills safety, who was making a defensive play and probably, according to doctors, like a one in a million or more complete fluke. They hit the helmet of the defender, hit uh, DeMar Hamlin in his heart at precisely a point of the rhythm that caused the cardiac arrest. I mean, it's if you've heard of little leaguers where a, a pitcher throws the ball, it hits a player, a youngster in the heart, and players have died like that. I heard, and she's really just, not only is she lovely, but she's such a talented doctor. Uh, Fox, and we've interviewed her a bunch of times over the last, however long we've been working with Fox News. I think it's like five years now. Uh, Dr. Jeanette Neshwat. Uh, Dr. Neshwat talked about how if you get what what's that um, defibrillator or whatever the machine that they have? Most stadiums have them. Uh, more schools, many schools have them now. I think it, maybe it's even a requirement because if you have the heart stop like this, see, there's no. I mean, they, there's a lot we have to learn, and there always could be some underlying condition like a John Dorenbos that you just never knew about. But it appears that uh, his heart stopped the the cardiac arrest by virtue of the hit to the heart at such a precise moment of the heart rhythm. So she said that if you get that machine on the person within one minute, it's 100%. I was shocked to hear her say this. It's 100% that you will get the heart started again. You will get them back and they'll be good. If you get it done within two minutes, it's 80% that you'll get the heart started and you get them back. Now, I don't have any of the details, so I'm not criticizing here at all. But she said that it happened at nine minutes that they did it, and she was concerned about that. But they were doing CPR the entire time. You could tell if you were watching the game – this was unlike probably anything since um, Daryl Stingley. You know, I kept hearing these people say um, su- such inaccurate things. And let me say, I, I, I don't want to be critical, but I really wasn't impressed with how ESPN handled it. I really wasn't. Except for Susie Colbert, I was very impressed with her. She was really really working so hard to be professional and and understand that this is terrible but you know we 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 have a job to do and we have to we have to talk 
because they weren't talking. And you don't want to say the same thing a, a thousand times, but you've got a job to do. And I didn't think they were very good. I didn't think Joe Buck was very good. Troy Aikman disappeared. He showed that he's just a knucklehead. Uh, he had nothing to say. And uh, let me now tell you about this Skip Bayless, who I can't stand as a sports personality. And Avante Maddox said, bruh, B-R-U-H, like bro, you know, bruh, bruh, shut up, exclamation point. Skip Bayless, here's a man we don't know if DeMar Hamlin is going to live or die. We don't know if he, well, they're going to say he died on the field and was brought back. I think it's going to turn out that the medical care is going to be raved upon, that it was fantastic. I I, I don't know what I don't know. Uh, and, but you know how many times I've said to you over the past 31 years how important it is. I pretty much have begged you even, even said I would I will help you. Uh, I'm not. I'm not a certified instructor anymore, so I can't I can't certify you. But I'm such a believer in knowing CPR. I've used it a couple of times. And I think everyone, everyone should know how to do it. And I mean, from like 12 years old and up. Not just adults. A child, we've seen it. Children have saved their parents. Children have saved their grandparents. So here is this jackass, Skip Bayless, who I think is just a real loser. Even his handle, at real Skip Bayless, like he's Kevin Cosner or something. At real Skip Bayless. Give me a break. Listen to this. This this a-hole said this just a few hours ago, like six hours ago or so. Maybe it's more than that now because it's I, I, it's about at four. It's about 10 hours ago he said this. But when I wrote it down, it was six hours ago that he had said it. No doubt the NFL is considering postponing the rest of this game. But how? Question mark. This late in the season? A game of this magnitude is crucial to the regular season outcome. Then he at least wrote, which suddenly seems so irrelevant. Let me tell you something. He got his rear end handed to him. I looked at about the next 20 tweets after that. Things like, hopefully Shannon puts his lights out for uh, the next time he sees him. Or... Skip needs to be fired or disgrace of a human. He shouldn't have a job moving forward. I mean, they just ripped this guy. How do you say what he said? Because this guy, I'm telling you, always got in his head. He was probably upset that the game got canceled. And let me tell you something. I'll play the game. I'll play the game when we come back. I'll tell you what's going to happen because of this when we come back but last night was not the time to be doing what skip bayless did disgraceful 44 minutes past the hour 
Thanks for waking up early in the morning. Open forum, all 7 o'clock hour long, 609-407-1450 on our first live broadcast of our brand new year, 2023. I am. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. For complete contest rules, visit WPGTalkRadio.com. Thank you and welcome back. 46 minutes past the hour. About two weeks ago, I started telling you that I can't wait. I recorded a commercial over two weeks ago. Starts airing today. I'm going to share with you the news for the first time. Well, first, let me tell you, this is Harry Hurley for Ambient Comfort Heating and Cooling Professionals. Check this out. They have a unique oh oh, oh I, I I you know what I, I, I threw Kirk a curveball. I meant see I'm telling you, I'm on very little sleep. I'm not making excuses, but I, I've been up for almost twenty nine hours. Um you're on, my mistake. Kirk asked if he was on. Of course he's on. And if I showed you my notes here, he's right here. We're gonna have open forum in the nine o'clock hour. In fact in the eight o'clock hour, because Chuck uh is on assignment today. He was traveling. He has no sleep. Uh, he's not going to make it this morning. And then 9 o'clock hour is a game time decision for Mayor Kane, who we moved from yesterday to today. And yesterday being the holiday. Um, sorry, Kirk. That, that's on me. Uh, let's see. But let me get back to this ambient comfort heating and cooling professionals because I've been waiting for two weeks to tell you this. And I've known about it even longer than that. They have a unique industry-leading program to help replace your old furnace and air conditioning system. Are you ready? For less than $100 a month. I'm telling you, it's almost unbelievable, right? But it's true. That's right. They'll replace both your heating and air conditioning systems for one absolutely affordable price And, of course, the timing couldn't be better because heating costs are higher than ever. And as your systems age, they become less efficient. They cost more to operate and making repairs more expensive as well. And, of course, you want to maintain the comfort in your home during both the cold and the hot weather. Contact my friends at Ambient Comfort and save money and energy with a new high-efficiency home comfort system furnace and air conditioner installed for less than $100 a month when comfort matters visit ambientcomfortnj.com certain restrictions apply call for the details 609-568-0955 that's 609-568-0955 tell them Harry Hurley in the morning sent you. All right, so we covered Kevin McCarthy. We'll get Kirk's take on that coming up in the next hour. And then, as I promised, we'll get your calls in uh, during the 8 o'clock hour. I read something over the weekend yesterday, to be specific, and it was in the Wall Street Journal. And, I, I mean, you talk about, I mean, just blow your mind kind of update. The headline was, Are vaccines fueling new COVID variants? 
How about that? Evidently, this new BXBB that is rapidly spreading across the Northeast, studies are suggesting that it's different from the original COVID strain from Wuhan. And the question is, the vaccines aren't covering it, according to some of the studies. So then what is the point? And that's why I ended my vaccine uh, career, at least for the I'm a fan of the flu vaccine. And I'm telling you, my life's gotten in the way of that. I haven't gotten my flu vaccine yet, which is disgraceful. A few times I just didn't feel well and I don't like getting a vaccine when I don't feel well. I wasn't sick enough to be out and I never even let on that I wasn't feeling well a little bit. Uh, wasn't COVID-19 because we, we, we checked that. But I just was feeling run down and just not feeling like I wanted to get a vaccine. And now it's gone all this time and I still haven't gotten my flu vaccine. And it's a good it's a good match. So I haven't given up on that. It does take two weeks for you to get fully inoculated. Uh, But I haven't gotten my flu vaccine either. So I'm not happy about that. You've got COVID-19 right now. You have the flu and, and I know some people have gotten the flu and it's. It's not pleasant. They said it was worse than COVID-19. And then uh, you have um, RSV. It's crazy. I mean, it's a crazy winter. But would not be amazing, just amazing, if um, the vaccines are actually detrimental. See, if they don't work, if they don't do anything, then... What's the point? Now, again, that's an article in the Wall Street Journal. Uh, I'm not wrapping and building a tabernacle around it, but uh, I gave up. I did the first shot. I did the second shot, and I did the one booster. And then uh, both Margie and I, our healthcare provider, and other people that we trust, uh, including family members, uh, said, don't take it. Don't take any more of this. And let's see down the road. I mean, you know, you had people saying about the blood clots and the heart arrhythmias and these different things that were happening. And I'd, I'd said it too a long, long time ago. I said, oh, my gosh, what if in five years where, where some lawyer pops up on the TV saying if you took the COVID-19 vaccine back in 2019, call me now. Speaking of uh, COVID-19 and the now retired Anthony Fauci, although I don't think he's retired. It's really kind of weird. He's still going to be doing something somewhere. Uh, Elon Musk announced while we were away, I learned about it late on Sunday of the new year, brand new year, January 1st, that the next installment of the Twitter files will be about Anthony Fauci, the former head of the National Institute for Allergy and Infectious Diseases. All that um, Elon Musk said was, quote, that it will be released, quote, later this week. (laughs) On Sunday, Juanita Broderick, who accused President Bill Clinton of sexual misconduct, tweeted, quote, waiting 
dot, 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 for hashtag Fauci files. Musk responded, quote, later this week. I'll tell you what. I think Don Hurley uh, got an answer directly from Elon Musk. I'm t- if you ask a good question, and you be the judge what a good question is, I'm not going to be. But if you ask a good question, Musk will respond to you. I'm sure I remember Don wrote me a few weeks ago. He wrote something to Elon Musk and Elon Musk wrote him back. He answers this stuff. So if you have a good question, you want to get an answer to. I think also Musk likes he likes doing it this way because then once once you say, hey, when's the Fauci files coming out later this week, then the media can report that sometime this week, these files uh, will be released. And I'll tell you what. Remember, Fauci said there's no decision he made that he can't explain. Then when he got his ass hauled in under oath, he said, I can't recall hundreds of times. Hundreds of times. This guy's going to be under oath a lot over the next two years. And then whenever you challenge him, he says you're attacking science. In other words, like, I am science. No, you're not. You're a jackass. You're the biggest waste of uh, 480-some thousand dollars a year that you were making that this country has ever seen, in my opinion. I am science. Sure you are. Alan Dershowitz, uh, I'll tell you, it always seems like everything he says, either I've said it before him, I agree with him after he says it, if he said it before I thought of it, whatever the case might be. But I said this a long time ago, that there will be supreme regret over releasing President Trump's taxes. So think about this. I just want to point this out. Think about how unremarkable those six years of taxes must be because, I mean, it's not even a yawn. They're not even covering it. And, you know, if there's anything that they could really uh, get President Trump over, they would certainly do it. You haven't heard anything. In fact, I reported something uh, Friday of last week about it. That Trump, like 60 percent, six zero, 60 percent of the American people paid no federal income taxes. I think it was the year 2020 that they were looking at uh, for this particular comment. And there's a reason for that. People have losses. They have deductions. And it it's not unusual. To quote Tom Jones. Alan, I call him the Dersh. I've never heard anybody else say it. Alan the Dersh Dershowitz, a professor emeritus at Harvard Law School. And whether you like him or not, I happen to like him a lot. I think he's fair. He was fair to Bill Clinton. He's been fair to Donald Trump. He's very consistent. Of course, the Democrat media loved him when he was defending Bill Clinton. They don't like it. 
when he defends Donald Trump. And really, he's not defending either man. What he's doing is he's defending the Constitution. And he is one of the foremost authorities on the U.S. Constitution uh, in America, whether you like him or not. He believes that the United States Supreme Court made it, quote, an egregious error in permitting Congress to publicly release the tax returns of former President Donald Trump without his authorization. Quote, I think it's a terrible, terrible precedent. The Supreme Court was wrong. All nine justices were wrong. I mean, I totally agree with him. And he says the Supreme Court will come to regret this, and I predict that they will reverse the ruling just the way they came to regret former President Bill Clinton's decision of requiring a sitting president of the United States to subject himself to a deposition regarding sexual allegations. He has a new book. We're going to get him on uh, his latest book, The Price of Principle, Why Integrity is Worth the Consequences. So here's what's going to happen. Quote, it's an obvious pretext by a Democrat-controlled committee, said Dershowitz, and now it may lead to unintended consequences for Democrat politicians, along with President Joe Biden and President Joe Biden's son, Hunter. Quote, if I were Hunter Biden, I would be very careful now about my tax returns. He goes on, we don't have time. Uh, But the point is, I said the same thing. The Supreme Court ruling came out just in the nick of time to where the Democrats be able to say, oh, we'll spend a couple of weeks. We'll really be responsible. And, you know, because this is not political. Yeah, right. Uh, And so in their last few days in power, they released six years worth of President Trump's tax returns. Here's what I knew, because I know Trump. He has professionals prepare the tax returns. Any deductions that he's taken can be justified. And you can tell because the media hasn't said boo about it. Kirk Conover joins us next on the Hurley in the Morning program. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a Town Square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you so very much. Five minutes past the hour. I am thrilled to welcome for the first time in 2023... This actually makes Kirk our first live guest. Well, our first guest, period, in 2023. I'm trying to think. We probably had a best of. So first live guest. We were on in 2023. Um, Anyhow, let's not split the atom there. We welcome the former Assemblyman. I call him Assemblyman Emeritus Kirk Conover. Happy New Year, Kirk. Happy New Year, Harry. Great I, to be here. It is great, great to be the it, first it, guest of 2023. Yes, it, it is my pleasure. And I, I want you to take it easy on me this hour because I'm playing. I'm not playing injured, but I'm in hour number 29 right now. 
um, like Fred Flintstone on that episode when he had the toothpicks in his eyes and he had to keep his eyes open. So uh, go easy on me, Kirk. Let's start with this. Um, I, I presume that you were watching DeMar Hamlin when last night's incident occurred, correct? We were uh, going back and forth, dipping in and out of the game. And we there was a, a stoppage in play, and then we went, you know, Nancy likes watching the Food Channel, so we went over to the Food Channel. When we came back to the game was when it was eerily stopped. The players were on the field. Um, and like you said, you know, Troy Aikman was – speechless and yeah. Joe Buck was trying to fill time and we were like what is going on here and then we sort of pieced it all together and it was just surreal it was terrible I've never seen anything I've never seen anything like that and you know the um, tackle itself looked mundane it was it was unremarkable as they would call it in the business uh, but what was not unremarkable was the splits this appears to be what medical experts are saying occurred because there really wasn't that big a hit he hit him clean uh actually um it was demar hamlin that that did the hitting and he hit and he rolled uh and it appears that the experts believe that the helmet of the um of the Cincinnati Bengals player hit him in his heart at a precise moment of the heart rhythm that put him into cardiac arrest. And you know what happens if a baseball pitcher hits a batter. They have stopped hearts. They've actually people, even children, have died because I was listening, and I don't know if you heard me mention a little while ago, Dr. Jeanette Neshwat from Fox News, she's awesome. She was explaining that if you get that defibrillator on the person within one minute, it's 100% that you'll restart the heart and the person will be good to go. If you get it on them within two minutes, it's 80% the odds. And then she said the longer that it goes, uh, the more of a problem that it is. They were doing CPR on the field. They did hit him with a defibrillator, I believe, twice. And then they got his heart going, I believe, is what's being said. A lot of details, obviously, very sketchy. But this is one of those things where I don't think we're going to hear anybody screaming about new safety protocols or anything like it. It is just a one in a million, maybe even higher than that, type of freak fluke occurrence yeah it looks like an aberration and uh it was um very disturbing i mean just to see uh, all the players reactions i mean i've never seen anything like it and of course if you think about it you know the nfl was formed what 1920 um all the thousands of games that have been played and how many hits and and this was the first one I've ever seen where they've, you know, confirmed it was cardiac arrest, yeah. and the player was brought back on field. I mean, the Buffalo Bills issued that statement this morning. And the thing about that is, because people were like, "Oh my God, you know, what? Why did they wait so long to take him out?" 
uh, you know, in the ambulance, that's the protocol. If you've got somebody that their heart is not beating, you do that on the field. You don't do that in the um, in the uh, ambulance. So they did. I believe it's going to turn out that that the medical attention was amazing and that they saved his life. And I'm, I'm praying that they've saved his life, as you know, uh, because also in that statement, he's in an induced coma right now, which is also a good thing for healing. Uh, but what a um, it really just other than than jackasses like Skip Ellis who didn't understand why they weren't playing last night. This guy, he should be suspended or fired. He's just hes just a terrible, he's a terrible human. Not to mention, I think he sucks uh, as a sports analyst. And I'm not aware of him ever, not that you have to be a good athlete. to You know, you can be somebody that just is smart. Like a Mike Greenberg, I don't think was a good athlete, but he's a very good sports guy. Uh, but this guy, he just has the worst things to say at the worst possible time. Yeah, he's been involved in a lot of different um, controversial statements, and I, I can't stand them. I, you know, I never make a point of watching ESPN because of the direction they've taken over the years. But if I'm flipping through channels and I see that that he's on, I just keep right on going. Because- yeah, I think I honestly think he's a no talent that has to be like a shock jock. I think that he purposely says highly controversial things so that people like me and you talk about them. Uh, it's his plan. That's it. That's his, that's his shtick. Yeah. And he, he gets, you know, he's got that show with, uh, Shannon Sharp. Yeah. Who's actually really good. Yeah. Yeah. And I think he does, says a lot of things just to get under. Oh, hold on, hold on, Kirk. I had to knock this out of the ballpark. A listener. I knew this was going to happen. Steven, Save it, pal. He believes that the football player who collapsed on the field was due to a vaccination injury. It's so amazing. I mean, look, I, I've been very open and, you know, I've, I've evolved it with the whole thing. And, and I know it has created blood clots and done some things. There's no evidence whatsoever that what happened last night to DeMar Hamlin has anything due to the vaccine. Kirk, would you even have thought that? Would you would your mind even have gone there? We we weren't thinking that last night and uh there's I'm I'm buying what the the doctor on Fox was saying, yeah. you know, that I've heard of this. You know, I've seen it in baseball, you know. Yes. I think 25 years ago someone got hit in the chest with a baseball and and they had a brief cardiac incident. Uh, and I remember probably 50 years ago, I, my brother-in-law, uh, gave me a U.S. Army, uh, and he was in the Air Force. He gave me a course on self-defense that they teach, you know, soldiers, because he had to guard the airfield at Da Nang. And, uh, one of the things was, you know, you hit someone up underneath the chest, try to, uh, the heart and uh that was one of the things they said that you got to be careful when you yep. do that uh, you got to be careful that someone doesn't do that to you so two, two, two things they teach you with that type of um because they want you to actually immobilize the threat so it's no joke that's one shot the other is the shot to the liver Ty- tyson when he was in his prime 
he had a left sort of I want to call it an uppercut uh, that but it was actually not quite it was I'll just call it an uppercut and he could hit the liver and you you're basically paralyzed for a period of time. Uh, you can't move. You're, you you get counted out. It's over. Fight's over. So these are these vital organ shots are no joke. You know the the whole thing also reminded me of uh, Dale Earnhardt Sr.'s accident at the Daytona 500. That looked like a normal NASCAR crash. Nothing, you know, unremarkable in the sense that you've seen it a lot. And then all of a sudden we get the news flash like an hour later that uh you know he's gone i was asking margie last night i couldn't remember the term but there it's either called like internal decapitation you know i'm talking about when the actual like you get separated from the spinal column uh the spinal cord and it's called a something i think it's like an internal decapitation that's what happened to dale earnhardt senior yeah yeah. And and they actually changed the whole deal with the way they now I don't know if people realize this, these race car drivers have a seatbelt sort of equivalent. Their helmet goes back into this thing just like a seatbelt would click in a car or on a plane, uh, and that keeps the head from being able to break your neck like that. Yep. Yeah, so this is quite quite an incident, um, and I agree with you. I don't think the NFL can do anything. I mean, this is... Uh... Nothing happened that you could guard. You can't, like, they have rules that protect the quarterback. Uh, you cannot have a rule that keeps a corner, or a safety, rather, from making a good play uh, on a an offensive player, and just so happens... The crown of the helmet hits the heart at a split second of the heart rhythm that sends the person into cardiac arrest. You can't you, you can't do anything about it. You, you just mourn and, and you, um, you 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 have empathy and pray uh, for the player that 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 he's going to make a full recovery. And, uh, you know, I I hope there's nothing going on that we don't know about. My, my hope is that once they were able to start his heart and get him back in rhythm, that he's going to recover because they never stopped working on him. So he was not oxygen deprived. They they were working on him continuously until they put him in that ambulance where it is said then by that time, you know, his heart was beating. And they, they actually said, I think last night before they put him in the induced coma while they did intubate him. And because you just, you know, you want to make sure uh, that, that he's able to breathe. And so they did do all that, but he evidently was – his heart was in rhythm, and I, I heard a couple of good things uh, overnight. And um, 24 years old, strong, and, and hopefully he, he just makes a full recovery. And it could be the kind of thing uh, that unless there's something we don't know about uh, that's not yet been reported about or not yet learned, that, that perhaps he makes a very you know fast uh, recovery from something like this and uh, we'll see uh, Kirk let's take our break we'll be right back it is 18 minutes past the hour uh, with Kirk Conover this is the Hurley in the Morning program uh, and this portion of our program brought to us in part 
by Resorts Casino Hotel, the official, an exclusive casino hotel for the Hurley in the Morning program. I'll tell you more about them after Sean Hannity. Turn up your radio. Here's the Sean Hannity Morning Minute. There is such hatred out there on the left. The people that seem to bear the brunt of this hatred in a PC world, a woke world, it doesn't matter if you're African-American and you're a conservative. It's just open season in terms of the type of rhetoric that is used so often uh, against African-American conservatives. Yeah, we saw this happening to Herschel Walker. And it's said on the media on a regular basis. And there's no outrage. There's no consequences. We don't call for firings or boycotts or, or cancellations or any of this stuff. But I mean, if you said it about any other individual group, it would never be tolerated. It's the double standard stench that bothers me the most. Check out the Sean Hannity Radio Show later today, right here. War, inflation, and $30 trillion in debt. It's looking like 2008 all over again. Millions of Americans watch their retirement savings disappear, while those who invested in physical gold and silver were protected. And if you have $50,000 or more in your IRA, 401k, or savings, you could be at risk again. Right now, thousands of Americans are using an IRS loophole to add physical gold and silver to their retirement savings. So call 855-815-GOLD to get a free gold kit and learn how you could get $10,000 or more in free silver to protect your retirement savings. Gold Co. has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, and they have placed over $1 billion in precious metals. We could be looking at a recession worse than 2008, so don't wait. Call Gold Co. today. Call 855-815-GOLD. That's 855-815-GOLD. When you need to know, it's WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and the WPG Talk Radio app. Hey, thanks. Welcome back with Kirk Conover. I am Hurley in the Morning. Let me read something that I think is uh, excellent. I think it's just a beautiful, beautiful post. But I'm not surprised because he's a good man. Mayor Tim Donahue. Wrote in 2020, at the end of his final year at Pitt, DeMar Hamlin organized a toy drive for kids in his hometown of McKees Rocks, Pennsylvania. This is the young man who went down on the field tonight in Cincinnati. He is a man, not a number on a jersey. Prayers for DeMar. Also, this is not in Tim's uh, post because I don't think this really came out until overnight. Uh, His charity... Just by existing and the good work that he has done, received three million dollars plus in contributions last night. You know, we we talk, Kirk, about the vitriol, the the division in our country. But when something like this happens, with the exception of a few jackasses like a Skip Bayless and a few other just hardened, you know, losers, uh, this is the way the American people respond. Yeah, and, and by all reports, I mean he's uh, an upstanding citizen, and uh, you know he he's deserving of all our thoughts and prayers, and and uh, uh, I'm I'm hoping he makes a full recovery and and can continue on with his football career and 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 do the good things that he's been been doing. I mean he's uh, an exemplary person, and uh, yeah, we all come together. Yep. To support people like that. I love it. Yeah, we're going to make a contribution to his charity, too. So, Kirk, 
for those that don't have the priority of the human resource value, because I even had a few people write me, what does this mean? What, what's going to happen now? Uh, there are people, they just don't care. They don't care about uh, people. They, they, I mean, it's just, it's, I think it's a level of narcissism that is that is deeply troubling. So it doesn't take a lot. You don't have to strain your brain. It doesn't take a lot of thought. Uh what will the NFL do? Because obviously uh, the game is pivotal when you take out the human resource value of what happened. So you got to do something with it. They can't just do nothing. They have to do something. So either the game is called a tie. I don't think that's fair. I'm just throwing out scenarios. They replay it, but you can't replay it probably this week because I don't know what we're going to hear about DeMar Hamlin that's going to make the atmosphere any better to have that game today or tomorrow or the next day. And if you don't have it right away, then you can't have it this week at all. So I think this week is out, uh, which means then possibly what you do is delay the wild card playoff round for a week. And you have one more week of the season just for this one game. Everybody will play their 18th week, 17th game. Uh, this week, and Buffalo and Cincinnati can play their their 16th game, still in the 17th week, and then they'll play the um, if it you know and maybe it won't matter at that point, uh, but if it does, then and I think it might because you have Cincinnati, uh, you have Buffalo, and you have Kansas City. I mean, they're all. I think, within a game or so of each other. So those really are the only things I can think of. Yeah, it's a real conundrum. I I don't know. Um, My first thought was, you know, declare it a tie. uh, But you're right. That's not fair. And both these teams have to play this Sunday, you know, to keep any semblance of – the schedule intact. Right, so they have to play their regular games this week, which they will, I'm sure. Uh, they're not going to, they'll have to play. They have to be professional and it's terrible and all of that, but you have to play. I mean, when Daryl Stingley was paralyzed for the rest of his life, I think the game went on. Correct me if I'm wrong. The game was played that night. The game didn't end that night, did it? No, because I don't think they knew um, how bad it was. Yeah, I'm going to disagree with that. I think they did know uh, he was not moving any extremities. He was flat on his back on a on a stretcher and or one of those boards, and out out the uh, the ambulance they went. That's why when I kept hearing people say, "Well, there's never been an ambulance," I was thinking, "What are you talking about?" I mean, I watched that game live, uh, and that was terrible. And they they continued to play the game. He could have died. So it's we're different we're different now than we were then. I, I, I in some ways for the worse, some ways for the better. Uh but I just bring that up because that did happen. But they will have to play their games this weekend. And then I, I mean if I'm if I'm Commissioner Roger Goodell, I would delay the wild card playoffs. I mean the teams actually get to heal for another week. A lot of teams are beat up. Be uh good for all them. Uh, and then uh, the um, Buffalo and Cincinnati game, though, would have to be played. And then one of them might have a bye 
in the following week, uh, but certainly not not both of them will. Yeah, that that's a good scenario because they still have that uh, week delay between the final, you know, the championship games, the NFC AFC championship games, and the Super Bowl. So they could wipe that week out and move everything forward. But maybe when all is said and done uh, this weekend with, you know, certain teams winning, certain teams losing, maybe this game will would not matter as far as who gets into the playoff. And- it's possible. I largely think, though, it will matter. It, it, I think there are scenarios, you're right, where it won't necessarily matter for the playoff placements. But I think it's going to matter between, uh, unless Kansas City lost last, if they lose next week or this upcoming week now, it's already this week. Um, I think the game is going to matter, Kirk. I mean, anything's possible, but they're right there within a game of each other. uh, And I've not seen any math that said that it's, it's over at this point. So I think that game... That game is going to matter probably minimum of two teams, possibly for all three teams. Yeah, they definitely are going to have to figure out how to push push the playoffs around. And I would eliminate that week between the uh, league championship games and the Super Bowl, and that would accommodate everything. There you go. That's exactly right. Uh, you just have to move it. Yeah, move I've, it never, a week. I've never agreed with that. Yeah, I've, I've never liked that big layoff between the championship games and, and the Super Bowl. I mean, one week, good. Two weeks, I think, terrible. Think about some of these college games. They haven't played in like a month, some of these teams. Kirk, let's take a break. We'll be right back. And by the way, if Tom is listening... Tom Cantone's uh, Nittany Lions of Penn State. I watched the game only because of Tom. It was impressive. They were terrific. They beat the number eight team in America. They were ranked 11th coming in. So I see probably Penn State will be somewhere eight, nine, tenth at the worst, but maybe under in the in the in the top nine uh, with the final rankings that will come out. Uh, in the not-too-distant future. Back with Kirk Conover in just a little bit. I am her early in the morning. This is WPG Talk Radio 95.5 South Jersey's number one news talk radio station, all because of you at 32 minutes past the hour. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. Thank you. Three stories that you can follow right now. we got many more, but three you can follow right now on the WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. I wrote a piece because I was just thinking about him. Like, where is Don Tollefson? So I wrote a pretty readable piece on uh, the former Philadelphia television sports anchor and sports director. The Atlanta County Prosecutor's Office has confirmed we broke the news of a fatal single car crash in Mays Landing, Hamilton Township. And three different Egg Harbor Township volunteer fire companies responded to the Gold Group. 
From the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zero. Temperatures this morning close to 50 degrees, not very January-ish. We'll see a return to seasonably cool weather later this week. In the meantime, some spotty raindrops today and fog, especially along the coast. Mostly cloudy skies, high 61. Temperatures hold steady tonight, could be a few raindrops. And then near record temperatures tomorrow, 63. Cloudy skies, one more push of rain tomorrow afternoon. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. Make a New Year's resolution that's early in the morning. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. Sean Hannity this afternoon at 3. Now, early in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. I do want to talk Eagles, but I want to talk about the um, next Speaker of the House. Kirk, uh, I've had my say both uh, a number of days last week on Fox News Radio nationally, where we did four different um, air shifts. Uh, most of them in the afternoon. We did one from noon to three on Friday, Fox Across America. So I've had my full share and here on this program. Uh, what do you think is going to happen? What do you think should happen? What's your take about what I want to say? It should be over today, but it might not be over today, the the selection of a Speaker of the House. I hope it will be. Media will have a field day if it's not. What's your take? Well, I go back to the old phrase that the Reagan used to, um, you know, remind us of, was don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good. And Kevin McCarthy, uh, I think he deserves a shot at being speaker. And it would be very disappointing if the Republicans tear themselves apart over this. uh, Because you and I know that the the lefty Democrats just hang together and they'll be hanging together waiting to pounce on any opportunity to ruin uh, the Republicans' chances of making a difference in the House. And that is is my fear. Um, I hope that at the last minute here, something happens where uh, they knock some sense into some of these people. I mean, we have to be, as Republicans, they have to be united. Because, like I said, the left never quits. They never give up. And they're always walking in lockstep. And believe me, they will take any opportunity to ruin the Republican chances of good governance uh, in the House of Representatives. And they'll take this opportunity right now with Kevin McCarthy and try to do some mischief. I'm not big on what the rules are. Hey, that, listen, they actually think there's a scenario where they can succeed. I'm speaking of the Democrats, ladies and gentlemen. Kirk knows what I'm saying. I want to make it abundantly clear what I'm saying here. Uh, they believe there's a scenario where they can get Hakeem Jeffries as the next Speaker of the House. I mean, they never stop. I mean, the, these bad guys never sleep. No, and, that, and that's always been my observation. They, they are a collectivist mentality. They don't mind being herded in, in one direction and staying there because that's that's what they believe in. You know, they believe in uh, collectivist uh, ideology of Marxism, um, whereas the Republicans are individualists. You know, we believe in freedom and free will, and that's why, uh, as conservatives, we tend to, you know, have these uh, factions that go off on their own because, you know, they're exercising their free will. 
but it, there are critical times when you got to look at the whole scenario and say, okay, I'm not really happy, but for the good of the team, I've got to suck it up and go with the team. And even if you vote present, like you've got good who says there's no way and he's just trashing uh, uh, McCarthy, trashing him. So you vote present. You, you know, you can say I didn't vote for him. You change the number, then it's not a problem. He doesn't need 218. You can reduce that number. But, Kirk, it's not just five. Uh, there's nine other Republicans. That's 14. So I believe on the first ballot, McCarthy is going to get 180-some votes high, you know, one somewhere in that realm of maybe maybe low 200, something like that, but not not get to the 218 that he needs. Uh, so then it goes to the second ballot. And I think on the second ballot, I think Steve Scalise is going to be nominated. And then maybe he doesn't get it on the second ballot. So you, what you have is you have a group of new members that are only Kevin McCarthy. You have this group that are never Kevin McCarthy. So if they put up somebody else, then the only Kevin group is going to vote against that. Uh, they won't get to 218 at, the, at, this, at this rate. And the longer it goes, the more the Democrat media gets to say, well, look, it, it hasn't even gone to a second ballot in more than 100 years. So once it goes to the second ballot, you're going to hear the orgasmic you know, sounds of the Democrat media going crazy. Oh, my God, for the first time in more than a century. And they're going to say how dysfunctional the Republicans are. They how are they going to govern? They they can't even pick their leader. And then the next thing they're going to do is investigate Biden because they say the American people don't want investigations. Of course, unless it's Democrats investigating Republicans. It's just it's it's nauseating, Kirk. Yeah, the last thing we can afford is to have this kind of chaos uh, right at the beginning of Republicans, you know, taking over the House. I mean, it, it makes the average American, uh, actually, I should say the normal uh, American, uh, there's no such thing as an average American, uh, but the normal American step back and go, why did we do this? Why do we vote for these people? And, you know, that's, that's the real danger. And, you know, I've tried to counsel so many people they go oh i'm going to switch to independent i'm fed up with the republicans i'm like who's your who's your choice you know you go to like yeah ask them why they're not fed up with the democrats that's who you should be fed up with really yeah and that's what i try to tell them so you just pave the way for the democrats to have total rule for the rest of our lives forget about it i mean like i said this is one of those moments in time when these, um, you know, gadflies have to, you know, take a look at the whole scenario. Look at the big picture. Look at the long run. Give Kevin McCarthy the gavel and get started on the right foot. And, uh, you know, it'll, uh, I don't know, sometimes these themselves talk. I, I, it, it, listen, it would really make me happy as if on the, it make me happy if on the first ballot he is selected speaker and then, all this blah, 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 blah for all these weeks gets put right down. Uh, hate to give them victories over self-inflicted stuff. It's just not um, 
is not smart. It's not a good way to begin. And it, it will hurt. I believe it will hurt. The next thing they try to do will be question, look, this is – they couldn't pick a leader. Now look at this. And then look at that. And then they're going to be – you know, they're going to be trying to get ahead of the story. And then they're going to have hearings. And, and then, you know, I, I, I see it so plain. It's so easy to see how this is going to go. Uh, and Republicans are going to be very smart and they're going to have very thick skin because Democrats can investigate anyone. And they, they just do it with impunity. There's no problem here. There's a lot of there there to investigate and they're going to get trashed for investigating. But they need to do it. Forty three minutes past the hour. We'll be right back. I want to talk Eagles. Uh, it was pretty bad on Sunday. And uh, the the unthinkable week 18 game 17 is the difference between the Eagles having the top record in the NFC and a bye versus having to play potentially a wild card game after the season they have had. Jalen Hurts will be back. Hopefully the Giants are not going to be playing a lot of their starters because why would you? Their their position is settled. The Eagles is not. Uh, I think Hurts needs reps, even though I heard a, a smart quarterback say he doesn't have to play and it won't matter. He's played enough this season that he can come right back. But I think if you sit out a month, I don't care who you are, you're not as sharp as you were four weeks ago. Uh, so I think Hurts does need reps. Eagles absolutely need a win. And we'll see what Kirk has to say about all of it when we come back. This is Hurley in the Morning. If you love South Jersey's talk station, then the WPG Talk Radio app is a must-have on your phone. Listen to all your favorite talk shows around the clock and instantly call them with just the tap of your finger. Download the Hurley in the Morning podcast. Send us your pictures and videos of breaking news and more. It's the WPG Talk Radio app, a free download from South Jersey's talk station. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. We are back 47 minutes past the hour. Reminder, Chuck Malamud has the day off. He's on assignment. He's actually traveling, so he's on no sleep. He was traveling west to east, so it's a no-go for this morning. He'll be back next week. Uh, So we're going to have open forum coming up right after Kirk. I can't wait. It'll be our first open forum together this year. 609-407-1450. I hope you'll check in. A lot has happened. I mean, my gosh, I just thought about this weekend, Kirk, when I did my opening monologue. We'll get to the Eagles in a second. And I opened up with the fact that obviously what has happened to DeMar Hamlin, uh, unimaginable. Uh, Pope Benedict XVI passed away on Saturday at about 3 a.m. A real, I just think, amazing phenomenally just successful and excellent pope uh i'm going to say it a lot better than what we have now uh i don't i just think this pope has messed a lot of things up uh i guess you're not supposed to say that right but i mean i just i I don't think he's anywhere near uh the pope that the benedict the 16th was uh you have um jeremy renner with blunt chest trauma and other uh extremities uh, significant injuries. Uh, he was run over by his uh, enormous snow plow vehicle. Critical but stable. Uh, you have Martina Navratilova with a double whammy cancer uh, diagnosis of the throat and breast cancer. 
which would be recurring because uh, she had that a few years back. I'm sure I'm leaving something out. It was uh, it was a pretty eventful weekend, wasn't it, Kirk? Yeah, every time uh, we turn around, we were, we were getting some kind of a news flash that was, uh, you know, sad news or or shocking news. Yeah, uh, yeah, it it was, and uh, you know, sometimes maybe that's what it takes. You start the year off with some things like this, and it, it clears them out of the way for a while and gets some smooth sailing. But my big concern about this coming year, twenty twenty three, is the fact that the the Fed seems to just determined to inflict pain and keep raising interest rates and push this economy into a, a recession that could snowball into something into like a, a deep recession instead of the soft landing they're talking about. Because at the rate now, you know, you get seven, eight percent to get mortgages. I mean, it, it's definitely impacting the housing market. Uh, small business loans, uh, major corporate loans uh, are being, you know, rethought. Uh, and that's where you get your capital to expand the supply of goods and services. So it's distorting the whole market mechanism. And, you know, my approach to taming inflation is to increase the supply, which means you have reasonable level of interest rates. We always knew that they had to return to some level of normalcy, but that is, you know, a 3% prime rate is the historic level of normalcy. Now you're up four and a half, five percent 5% on the, on the prime rate. And that is distorting investment decisions. And, uh, that's my main concern for 2023. And I, I, I don't see smooth sailing until the fed wakes up. But unfortunately, you know, interest rates are the only thing that they have in their uh, quiver now because of the massive spending of the Biden administration. Yep. All those Treasury bills, bonds and notes had to be purchased by the Fed. Normally, they'd be able to go into the open market and suck up some of that cash. But they're forced to buy all these bonds that the government's issuing for four and a half trillion of basically unnecessary spending. So really, yeah. the, um, the, the, the thing that a lot of people are going to be looking at right now are treasuries, aren't they, Kirk? Yeah. yeah. Well, the, the, the yields are going up. Yeah. And, but there's not enough private buyers. There's not enough government buyers uh, to buy all the, you know, four and a half trillion of, of bonds. So that's why the Fed has to, has to buy the bulk of them. And that, you know, takes one weapon out of managing the money supply. Kirk, I interviewed Steve Moore uh, on, uh, I, I don't know if it was Friday or if it was Thursday. One one day uh, late last week, he agrees with every word that you spoke in your narrative. I felt like I was speaking to Stephen Moore again. All right, uh, Kirk, I want to move to the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. Obviously, they were terrible uh, on New Year's Day. Just such a um, it's like the Washington game, just such an avoidable uh, situation. And and it creates now a scenario that Mayor Kane and I talked about 18 weeks ago. Uh, Interesting to note uh, at this point of the season, and I was um, summarily trashed for my picks 
I had the Eagles 13 and 3 after 16 games. 13 and 3. Ladies and gentlemen, your pocket Kreskin here to announce that the Eagles are 13 and 3. Now, in fairness, they shouldn't be 13 and 3. These last two losses, Dallas and the uh, New Orleans especially, are just horrific. I I will not believe, I cannot believe, and especially with Jalen Hurts coming back, and now Lane Johnson's still out. They have some injuries in the secondary, but and of course, um, Sweat is now uh, hurt. Hopefully he can come back for the playoffs, but that's that's not known. He's been very, very good. So, And the Giants have clinched their playoff spot and position. Nothing changes for them with this game. So I'm, I'm assuming they're going to play their starters for the first quarter, maybe the first half. And if they played them the whole game and somebody got hurt, then somebody should get fired. So I think the Eagles have a lot of things going for them. Uh, Goddard is healthy again. I think the running game is is just fine, uh, even though they didn't get used enough. And I think it's really because Minshew just isn't good enough. Uh, Brown and, and, and the receiving core just waiting to catch the ball. Just throw them the ball. They're waiting. I don't think Minshew had enough time. He just seemed like he was not able to let plays develop and and uh, didn't throw to them. Uh, when he did, they caught the ball. So I believe that the Eagles will beat the Giants. They will secure. They don't have to worry about anybody else. That secures them. The number one overall seed in the NFC and the bye week and all of it. And I'll tell you what, absent that, if they lose and go into the playoffs and have to play a wild card game on a three-game losing streak, that would be something to behold, Kirk. What are what are your thoughts about what's going to happen? Well, I think they've got to treat this Giants game like it's it is a playoff game, and uh, you know, take care of business. The uh, that Saints loss was so avoidable. I mean, you pointed out. I mean. That play where they called the touchdown back, that was like an all-pro block. Yes. It wasn't a hold. Yeah, and by the way, I was very um, uh, how do I, deliberate when I said it. I said, I'm not saying this as a fanatic. Because you know how fans, they, they think everything's a hold, everything's past interference, everything that should go your way. That was a clinic on how you put a... Um, a defensive lineman on his ass. That was a beautiful play. And it took seven off the board. The Eagles would have been winning 14-13. And I think the game would have been completely different at that point. Yeah. The other thing, you know, the fourth and one. You don't have Jalen Hurts in there. On fourth and one, why don't you just jam one of your running backs in there? Yeah. Hey, hey, by the way, here's what I said before that play happened. I said he's not going to get it. I said, Hertz goes low. Uh, Brady goes low. Brady did it over the weekend. Uh, never misses. Hertz never misses. And by the way, the guy held up his hand. It wasn't much more than like three inches. I mean, it was so close. But I, I made the prediction and I have witnesses. I said, Minshew is going to go high. And that's how you can get stopped on a play like that. Yep. And the defender went high. Yes. He stopped them. Yep. But again, 
it, you know, they showed that from so many angles. I thought that he made it. It was close. Barely made it. It was close. But it's the way these, you know, the, these refs place the ball on the field, and then they act like it's some kind of laser-type science that is, you know, determining whether it's a first down or not when it's such an arbitrary placement of the ball by these these officials. Yeah, that also changed the entire game because obviously they were at midfield and it would have been first and 10. They were rolling. They would have at least got a field goal. And I think they the way they were playing at that point, they were moving the ball. I think they would have scored then. Uh, it, very unfortunate, I mean. But they put themselves, with that first half in particular, they put themselves in a bad position. Yeah, but the the defense showed up. Uh, that uh, you know, that to me is what was missing in the Dallas game. Yes, you know, uh, third and thirty, and Dallas gets a first down. I mean, where if allowed Dallas put forty points? I mean, crazy. So yeah. Long- by the way, third and thirty. If they don't get that, that game's over. So really, it's just it's 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 crazy these last two weeks. But it creates now that. Um, white knuckled you know nightmare of a decisive final game where if the eagles in and this game let me get my sheet out fortunately the game is at home but the eagles have the best road record it almost doesn't matter with them but i i prefer them them be at home uh but they didn't get it done against new orleans at home and uh no they were out of sync yeah what do you think the 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 giants will do they're nine six and one there's no difference other than symbolically a 10 win season sounds better than a nine win season but their position in the playoffs are already determined what would you do if that was your team well, the you're right. The smart thing to do would be to rest their starters, uh, avoid injury. That's the last. <laughs> and yeah, you play your starters the whole game, and a key player gets gets injured, and you lose the game anyway to the Eagles. Uh, that is a firing offense. But uh, yeah, I think they'll they'll play a conservative, uh, knowing that their fate is is you know determined already as far as the playoff positioning they should take the long road you know take the long view um save you know save our our good players uh and make teams it. have lost to backup players before oh yeah yeah well the I eagles mean, were very inconsistent yeah i mean, I mean you know the, the your backup players are still professional they're nfl professionals they're no joke kirk we are out of time thank you for a great visit happy new year Yes, Happy New Year, Harry. Always a pleasure to be on your program. Thank you, Kirk. 609-407-1450. Wide open forum. Let's do this. I need you to call me now. I need your energy. GG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. It's five minutes past the hour. Chuck Malamud has the day off because he's traveling it's always rough. When you go east to west and you pick up those three hours, it's beautiful.
Uh, I've only done the trip one time, but I remember even a long time ago uh, coming home. Whew, it's a very big difference. And in the old days, uh, there wasn't even a direct flight. So you would have to fly from Philadelphia to Chicago, Chicago to Vegas. I mean, it was terrible. Uh, now there's direct flights at least. But still, the three-hour loss coming west to east is um, very rough. So Chuck is not back in time to even do it anyhow, let alone the, uh, the, the loss of time. So he'll be back next week. What that means is we have our first open forum of 2023. I do want to share sort of a consumer alert type of thing. I get it all the time now. Uh, you all know many of your credit cards, and if you have Experian or TransUnion or Equifax, you know whether you pay for those services to be able to check your credit score once a day, whenever you want to do it. There's a sneaky thing going on. I'll tell you, they're diabolical, these bad people. They send you something that looks very close. It's, it's actually a first glance. It looks really good. I have two of them this morning. One is from Equifax, only it's not. And one of them is from TransUnion, only it's not. And they tease you with, congratulations, your all-time credit score, high credit score. And it's always enticing you to open up the attachment. Sometimes, and I, and I, I want to make this clear, I get a lot of attachments sent to me. I don't open them. If you send me an attachment, I don't open it. There's just too much. You know, I, I've, I, I've been targeted. Uh, I, there's just too much out there. We all have to be, not just me, we all have to be very, very careful. First time I saw it, and I've been getting this for a while now, I thought, look at that. That's going to fool a lot of people because you don't think like they do. All you have to do to get your credit score, be with you in your credit card company account, the ones that offer you the credit scoring. Uh, if Again, if you subscribe to Equifax or TransUnion uh, or the other, um, go to that site. Don't answer and open some link that's sent to you. Look, sometimes it might be legitimate, but I'm telling you, I know for a fact now there's another one that they're doing that I want you to be guarded against. Then we'll get your calls in. It'll look like a Federal Express. And it looks very, very close. Even United States Postal Service. And if you click on that link, they can take control of your computer. You don't even know it. And nothing but bad. Nothing but bad happens after that. They get into your phone, your contacts, any notes that you have in your phone. If you have any confidential things or passwords or anything in there, they've got you. Then you're the victim next of, of, of uh, you know, ident identity theft. You've got that coming. So just be very careful. Anytime you open an attachment, you want to make sure that it's absolutely something that you want to take the, the chance and do. But if you ever send me an attachment, I'm sorry, I don't open them. Even pictures. I have somebody that sends me a lot of pictures. I don't open them. You just never know. You never know what's in the attachment or what spyware 
or other problem it can cause for you. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Yes, happy 2023, I hope. Oh, yeah. Uh, yes. Um, <laughs> regarding gematria, it's uh, it's alphanumerical where they equate numbers to actual words and phrases and actually events in it. So there's a lady that's saying that 23 is a bad omen. And she brought up one out of three I agree with, but she was off the mark with two of them. The first one was John F. Kennedy's assassination, which was 11-22-1963. Now, she did not include the month of uh, November either as a whole month or a one plus one, that being 11 or one plus one. She added two plus two, the 22nd, plus one, plus nine, plus six, plus three, and that does come out to 23, but she didn't include the month. Had she included the month, it would have came out to 34, just one plus one, it would have been 25. Anyway... You also brought up uh, the, the dropping of the bomb in Hiroshima, which was uh, August 6, 1945. Again, she didn't use the uh, 20th century marker, 19. So she did come up with, uh, again, 23. But had she done that, it would have been 33. So that's more, of a, that's more of an important number to me. I think that's when the Lord Jesus Christ was crucified and resurrected from the dead. It's also it's a big shot number to the uh, Scottish Rite Freemasons and that. Anyway, I don't, want to go, I don't want to go too far out into the weeds with this. But anyway... Actually, 23 is an odd number because it was actually December 23rd, 1913 that the Federal Reserve was voted in. And also the Mayan calendar came, was supposed to, you know, bring everything to a crashing end on December 23rd, uh, 2012, 99 years later. So you, we have to worry about date setting. We have, or not to worry about date setting. Because date setting, look, look at the Y2K craft, you know. Everybody was hoarding stuff in their basements, you know. Um, yeah, so it's, it's, it's really just to be wise as serpents. We know what's going on around us. But be watchful to what we're hearing, because we're hearing disinformation all the time, too, and that's just misinformation. Because misinformation is forgivable, because you're, you're, you're saying your opinion about something. But disinformation, that, that's deliberate, deliberate to misleading, you know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. we have to watch out. And as, far as, those, as far as those five uh, Republicans are not going to uh, stand for or vote for... And by the way, it's more like 14. There's another nine. For some reason, it's been... I don't know if the media is just trying to be sneaky so they can actually come out and say, oh my God, it wasn't five, it's 14. There's 14 ready to vote against McCarthy. He's not going to get it on the first ballot today. I would like to know, who are they? Are they rhinos or are they, you know, real conservatives? Because we have a lot of phonies in the Republican Party. And the reason why President Trump didn't able to drain the swamp was because... The, half the swamp are rhinos. Thanks for letting me call in. You're welcome. Uh, no, they're 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 not rhinos at all. For those who don't know what that is, um, uh, Republican in name only. No, these are conservatives. They're very conservative, actually. Every single one of them. Uh, but they're not thinking straight. You gotta you gotta look at things that you unwittingly can be helping the other side that is completely diabolical in everything that they do. And they will they will utilize that. I want to say misuse that in a way that is very problematic. Now I'm getting messages about now that you don't open attachments. I can't open attachments. I'm telling you. Follow, walk in my shoes. I, I, I was the victim of a number of years ago of, of identity theft. Uh, it was one of the most unpleasant experiences that you could ever go through. And you never know. Like when's you it is it's so stressful. You never know when it's gonna stop. Then a couple times I thought it was over and then it wasn't over. Uh and I can't open the attachments. Sorry. Uh we're gonna go back to your call six oh nine. 
407-1450. You'll be the next caller right after the break. It's 14 minutes past the hour, 609-407-1450. If you're expecting Chuck Malamut, uh, Chuck is traveling today. He returns next week. This is Harry Hurley for Comfort Keepers of Atlantic Cape May and Southern Ocean Counties. And as a nurse dad, this is personal to me. Comfort Keepers treats your family member like a member of their own family. Not a cliche. It's what they do. Comfort Keepers helps people live safely and independently at home. Comfort Keepers goes above and beyond to provide professional in-home care that elevates your quality of life and delivers you with peace of mind. Comfort Keepers are available when you need them the most. And that's whether it's for as little as four hours per week. So it might be just something you need a little bit of help with, not even an hour a day. Or 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Comfort Keepers treats each client with dignity and respect. Call Comfort Keepers at 609-277-7855. They're on the web at comfortkeepers.com. Tell Comfort Keepers that Harry Hurley in the morning sent you. This is Hurley in the morning. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. Hi, it's Mark Levin. Join me this evening at 6. Now back to Hurley in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM, 1450 AM. South Jersey's talk station. Hey, thank you. Great one. We're back 16 minutes past the hour. 609-407-1450. An open phone line. Welcome to Hurley in the morning. You're on the air. Ah, buenas mañana, boss. How are you, sir? So, buenas mañana. You're speaking about tomorrow. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, I'm just uh, proving I'm listening, even sleep-deprived. Yeah, okay. <laughs> buenas <Listen. laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> good. To- <laughs> you said good tomorrow. Anyhow, go ahead. Well, you, you, you'll be here tomorrow, so it doesn't matter. I will be. Anyway. Yes. That's true. Yeah. You're wishing me a good tomorrow. That's good. Thank you. Well, it's a new year, buddy. Yeah. You're starting off on the right foot. That's right. You know what I mean? Yes, I think I do. Can I, I, listen, I was driving. I didn't really hear some of your first hour with Kirk, but um, this this player, this DeMille, I mean, everybody's saying in the media that this is, like, unprecedented, unprecedented. This is unprecedented. It's not. It's really not. I don't know if you call the the pitcher of the Houston Astros that got hit in the chest with a bullet line drive, and it hit him right in the center of the chest. It, it was such a hard hit that he didn't have time to get his glove up. Yeah, no, I remember that. But I, but in fairness, Matt, they're speaking about football. They're speaking about the NFL, and has there been an occasion where someone's heart stopped? And CPA, CPR rather, was being administered and the defibrillator and all of that. So uh, I think you could say that the Daryl Stingley um, injury that left him a quadriplegic was also very, very devastating. Ironically, in that day and age, they just continued. They took him out uh, in an ambulance, kept playing the game. So I think maybe we're a better society now. Than we were then, because think about that. Uh, that wasn't all that different. He could have died. They didn't. Nobody knew. 
you know, you can easily stop breathing, you know, when you don't, when you lose control of your extremities, uh, you, you most oftentimes, if you don't get medical attention right away, you also can't breathe because your diaphragm will not, you know, nothing will work. Uh, so I think that was very similar uh, in a sense. Uh, this was, though, um, this exact type of situation, very, very unprecedented. Uh, I, you missed it, but I, in my opening monologue, I talked about baseball where the ball can hit you in the heart. To, for, it to, for this to happen, it's a, it's a real fluke. I've listened to several doctors speak about this over the past eight or ten hours. You, you, the rhythm of the heart has to be at a precise split second. And then that trauma, last night, for example, the helmet of the defender hitting him in the heart sent him into cardiac arrest is what the doctors believe, unless we find out later that there's something underlying that no one knew about before. For some reason, I don't suspect that's going to be the case. I think this was just that one in a million or one in a hundred million, whatever it is. Uh, and it was um, it was so bad that it caused me to not be able to sleep last night. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I didn't like seeing that. I, I had to. I'm glad they canceled the game. The NFL did the right thing there, but uh, it's it's rarer than getting struck by lightning, is is what they say. But yeah. um, yeah, the NFL the the NFL has two big problems, Harry. They have first of all, there's a lot of it, it. This doesn't affect just these two teams that were on the field. Monday Night Football. Every player in the league watches the other teams because that's why you want to play in prime time. So a lot of these other players are, like, looking at them going, wow. You know, it, it affects the whole league. Well, it affects the whole league. It also affects the um, the playoff uh, standings. Uh, but they can fix all that uh, because both teams are going to have to play this week. You, you can't – that last night, I, I knew they – when they said these teams are coming and playing in five minutes, I said, no way. I said, not only are they not playing in five minutes, they're not playing tonight. You can't play tonight after what we just saw. So that all the players, the league office told them they were playing in five minutes and they got together and said, no, we're not. And then the league got back again and then they got on the phone, uh, both the um, head coaches and then they worked it out that that, that initially it was suspended. Then the game postponed. Uh, and ultimately, though, I, I don't think that Goodell has a lot of power. But I don't think it's fair to call the game a tie because that messes with the, you play a whole season that messes with the standings. Uh, you have that week that you can play with. You just start the playoffs one week later. And then even the buy, even the teams that, that uh, won a wild card spot will benefit from that because, say, your Giants, for example, you get a week off between next week after the Eagles game because let's face it. Uh, I got an email from someone saying that the head coach has already said they're playing the starters. That wasn't my, that was not my statement. I know they're going to start the starters. I can't imagine that they're going to keep the starters in the game for more than a quarter or the first half because anything after that would be malpractice. I agree. But here in the NFL has an even bigger problem. There was a lot of moms watching that game last night. 
And there's a lot of moms that don't want their sons playing football anymore. Yeah, well, that's already okay. the case. I, I really believe that. That's already the case. And then what's yeah. going to happen is ones that really love it are going to play anyhow. Uh, you know, let's not forget about it. Forget about this. On its worst moment, it's the greatest show on turf, uh, the NFL. Uh, there are so many people that want to play in the NFL, and they're not going to be any. I don't think – I know what you're saying because it was horrific, and it was when no one else was playing, so everyone in the league was watching it, players, their wives, their families. Uh, it, it was a terrible, terrible moment. Uh, it would be terrible any time. But it wasn't like 10 other games were going on. And, that, oh, my God, did you hear what happened in the Buffalo and the uh, and the, the Cincinnati game that was played at 1 o'clock or 4 o'clock, you know, in the midst of a whole lot of other games. This was the showcase game of the week. And, yeah, I hear what you're saying on that. But I still say the NFL, the elite college programs and the feeder systems that that – bring the talent to the NFL, they're not going to have any shortage of anything. I, I hope not. I mean, I really hope not. But, I, I mean, Goodell's got a tough situation here on his hands right now. I don't know what he's going to do, but we'll see. We'll see. Well, here, I'm going to tell you what he's going to do because I'm pocket Kreskin. It's very simple. It's very simple. He'll call the game a tie. I'm not leaning towards that, and I don't think that's the right call at all. Uh, they'll play their regular Week 18 schedule next week. Um, which would be their 16th game instead of their 17th game. And then they make up the other game the following week. You delay the start of the playoffs one week. There's your answer. You could even put well, just, yeah, and then you could just put one week in between the Super Bowl, which I think, other than getting healthy, fans hate the two weeks in between. I loved it when it was only a week in between. Uh, so. There aren't a million options. There are a handful of options. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, you got that week and nobody liked it anyway. So why don't you just do it like that? But, yeah, I mean, it's what a shame. I mean, well, I don't want to see that. I, I, I was looking at the TV. I, I pretty Before they called the game, I turned it off. I, I was like, I, gotta, I can't watch. Well, you knew as it, as it developed quickly, you knew this was different than just like a player with a gruesome leg injury and, and how horrible that is. But they're on a cart and their thumbs up, you know, and everybody claps. The p crowd was silent. Players were crying. Uh, you just you just knew that something terrible, terrible happened. It reminded me of, and I watched it with my little son. They didn't show it, but you could see by the reaction, kept going to commercial break again, 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 because uh, they didn't know what to say. And they, they just, you know, couldn't handle it. And and when Owen Hart fell to his death uh, in wrestling, when his uh, harness gave way, it had that same eerie feeling. Like it was like the space shuttle. The Challenger, I knew, I watched it live from the Golden Nugget, matter of fact, uh, and I knew something terrible happened. And then all of a sudden, the truth catches up with what, you know, you saw something that didn't look right. So uh, we'll see. But I think one of those scenarios, either the game is called a tie, which I think would be terrible to do that. That's not the right way to do it. The right way to do it is play the regular games this week. They make up the game the following week. It's not optimal because then they don't – They well, 
most of them, well, one of them might get a bye, but the other would have to play again with no no week in between. But that's just the nature of, you know, what the price to pay for what happened because you can't do two weeks. Uh, so that's I, I'm leaning towards that's how if I was the commissioner, that's what I would do. I would just start the playoffs one week late, finish the season for all the teams except the Buffalo Bills and Cincinnati Bagels. They play the following week. And keep in mind, there is a scenario where that game might not matter. And that's your default strategy that if the game doesn't matter, you don't play it. And they just wind up playing one less game. You don't do the tie if it doesn't change anybody's playoff position. Because let's keep in mind, Chiefs, uh, the Bills, Cincinnati, they could all, you know, somebody can lose, a couple of them could lose, and it might it might work itself out that way too. I suspect it's not going to go, that would be too easy. I suspect that's not going to play out that way and that they're going to need that game because mathematically I think it's going to matter. And let's see how they how they call it. I think we'll know pretty soon. They can't wait too long on that. Thank you, Matt. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Good morning, Harry. Happy New Year to you and your family. Happy New Year to you. I, I, al- I also last night had a real hard time sleeping. So it's terrible. You know, and, and, but by the way, it's living proof. When I signed on at 6.06, 6.05, I think we got on a minute early, you don't have to know someone for some for something to hit you hard. That's, that's right. Hey, off subject, yeah. I called you at the end of November complaining about our dark sky, the meteorologist o- you are. It's over. Dark sky's over. I know. I told you it was going to be over. Yeah, if you go if you go to dark sky right now, and I just teased yesterday and did it, uh, my app comes up with zero degrees and a big long yep. column of zeros everywhere. So this is uh, this was a plan where Apple bought Dark Sky to shut it down, and now your deal is to use Apple Weather if you want. Have you tried it yet? No, no. Yeah, it's not. It's not like we're used to. It's I, changed. I, it's such a disappointment because. Especially when I'm away, and I don't go away that much, but it's such a delight when it tells you it's going to start raining in five minutes, and it starts raining in five minutes. It's amazing. Uh, oh, being in the construction business, when you can tell the guys, wrap your tools, it's yeah. going to be raining in ten minutes. Yeah, dark sky was a beautiful thing. So what I've been using uh, uh, during the holidays, I've been using the Weather Channel app that I never took off my phone and I used to lo- right. look at them both just to see if one was any different than the other. Uh, I haven't even. Right. I don't. I don't. Is the Apple? Do I have to go get that, or is it on my phone already? No, it's on, it's on your phone already. Where's it's Apple? On your phone What's already. it called? Apple Weather. It just says weather on it. It's a blue with a, a little sun in the corner. I think. I'm gonna have to look for it. I, I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Well, the meteorologist that you are, I just thought it'd be interesting to know if you found any good things out about it yet. <laughs> nah, so you you have used it. In fact, let me go to App Library. It's called. I'm going to say Apple Weather. See if I have it. Apple it says no results for Apple Weather. Now I'll just type weather. Hmm. Maybe it's. 
Yeah, the, yeah, you're right. It's the you you called it blue with the sun peeking out in the right corner. I do have it. Right. Uh, let's see what comes up. Yeah, this still looks the same as uh, the Weather Channel. This isn't this isn't special. Exactly right. This doesn't have yep. that thing of it's going to start raining in five minutes, fifteen minutes. Ah, what a disappointment! Uh, it's probably in there. It's probably in there. We just got to figure out how to find it so you can use it daily. Yeah, but I I, I mean, let's see now. I mean, no, I don't. I don't see anything in here that. No, well, they have. You see the forecast by hour. It's just, it's not. And I'm looking at the the weather pattern move throughout the day. It's not terrible, but it's not as good as dark sky. Nope, I loved it on that radar. So you could, you could. If you knew the square inches on your phone, you'd know exactly where everything was coming and going to. Now, I will tell you, on the left bottom, you'll see these three lines uh, in a stack. If you click on that, you do get the radar. It's not terrible. It's just not as good. It says my location, 50 degrees. And then you see this um, precipitation moving throughout the... uh, each hour they show it move, and you can see throughout the day what's going to happen. But it's not dark. Right. Dark sky was. I mean, I, it, I don't know about you. It never failed me. Never failed me. I I happened to bump into it almost the day it came out, and had it for almost nine years. I think. Shame. And I'm going to miss it, Harry. Me too. Me too. All right. Well, let's other right. than other than that, let's make it a great 2023. Yes, we will. Thank you, buddy. Good, good to talk to you, my friend. See you now. Happy New Year. 609-407-1450. Bonus open forum because Chuck Malamut is on assignment and has the day off. We'll be back in just a few minutes. More early in the morning right after this. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. Harry Hurley at 32 minutes past the hour with three stories that you can follow on our WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. Former Philadelphia television sports anchor Don Tollefson. I wrote a where is he now because I was just thinking about him yesterday. Where is he? So I found out. And if you read it, you'll know. The Atlanta County Prosecutor's Office has confirmed a fatal single car crash in Mays Landing, New Jersey. We have the story and also the story about three Egg Harbor Township volunteer fire companies that battled a fire From the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zaro. This is a pretty warm forecast, but as temperatures and humidity go up, so do our rain chances. Unsettled weather is the name of the game here. We'll see some spotty rain showers and fog around today. Mostly cloudy skies, warm temperatures, high 61. Could be a few raindrops tonight, low 57, 63 tomorrow. Cloudy skies, expect one more push of rain and possible thunderstorms late day tomorrow. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. Make a New Year's resolution that's easy to keep. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. Hi, it's Mark Lee and Van Camp. Join us later today at 1. Now back to Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM, South Jersey's talk station. Thank you. 37 minutes past the hour. Wide open forum continues at 609-407-1450. We do have an open phone line. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Good morning, man. Hey. Look, uh, that, uh, that that app that that gentleman was telling you about with the sun in the upper right-hand corner, 
that's the one I always use. I have two different states and two different towns here in New Jersey, and it'll tell me it's going to start. I live in Absecon, but it'll say it's going to start raining in Pleasantville in 10 minutes, you know? Yeah. Well, remember, I'm not saying anything because Apple, everything they do, they do, they do very well. And they bought Dark Sky a while ago. It was a, it was a long goodbye. So the, the, the things that they wanted from Dark Sky, they have put into their own app. So it's not a shocker. Uh, I like the way Dark Sky did it better. I found it more user friendly, um, presentation. Each day was laid out very easy to look at. Each hour was very easy to look at. The Apple one, uh, it just feels more technical in nature. The other one was more user-friendly, I think. And I've used them both now. I'll tell you something about football, okay? Yeah. All right. So you know I'm a Cowboys fan. I know you're an Eagles fan. Right. And – the, the, the best thing that can happen for you is to get us first because they got a total slow takeoff. Well, th- let's put it this way. There's no scenario on this planet where the Eagles will play the Cowboys first because either the Eagles are going to have the bye. Well, I guess you're right. I guess I haven't figured it out that far. The Eagles, if they get a bye could play the Cowboys, I guess, in the second game. But I don't think so. Wouldn't that take that they could only meet in the um, – they'd be on opposite sides of the draw. They, I think they can only meet – Bob Progner is better at this than I, and he's next. I think the Eagles and Cowboys can only – regardless of next week, there will be 1-2 in their, in their division. Maybe something in the conference might make that a little different uh, – and they never have two teams, I think, in the same division play in a in a wild card game, but one of them is going to win the division, and and I think there's a good chance that one of them. Oh, I, I'm I'm pretty confident that the Eagles are going to have the best record in the NFC, so they're going to get a bye. For the Eagles to play the Cowboys first time out, it would have to be their first game after the bye. I don't think that's how the games will be lined up. I could be wrong, but I don't think it's lined up that way. Because the Cowboys, if they uh, if they win and Minnesota loses, I mean, then, then they'd be exact opposite ends. And then I know for a fact they can only meet in the um, in the conference final. Uh, anyhow, uh, I don't think there's any difference whether they meet them in the NFC Championship game. Or one game before that, I don't. I don't see a difference. Each of them have won with their starting quarterback not playing. I think the Eagles are clearly a better team than the Cowboys, and I think most of the NFL uh, and and people that look at the sport would agree with that. Cowboys are a good team, and on any given day, they can beat the Eagles. There's no doubt about that. I think the Eagles are a better team, though. I just want a chance to play Philly and not get knocked off by the 49ers. You don't want to play the 49ers, and the Cowboys don't want to play them either. Hey, listen, I'm going to tell you another team you don't want to play. You don't want to play the Buccaneers right now. Uh, I'm not worried about that, Brady. Remember where where you heard it. Yeah, remember where I heard it. Did you watch Sunday? Oh, yeah. 
electrifying. Oh, yeah. Electrifying. He was dropping them right in there. I mean, it was beautiful. Full speed. Just, I mean, you can't do it better than that. At age 22 or age 46, you can't do it better than that. So they're dangerous, and they're getting better, yes. and they're getting healthier uh, at just the right time. Remember, it's not you know this. It's not your record. It's how you're playing going into the playoffs. Right. You want to get hot. Exactly. And the Eagles are on a two-game losing streak. No good. No. But but there's reasons for it, though. All right. Let me go. Uh, Bob, the best thing I can do right now, let me take the break, and then you and I will close out the hour together uninterrupted. Uh, second man in the broadcast booth, Bob Progner, will join us next. I know he's going to comment about what happened last night to Damar Hamlin. He didn't tell me, but I know him. So I know he's going to comment on that. I do want Bob, if he was listening to my scenario, uh, I gave out a few different ways because there aren't a million that Roger Goodell can handle this. He could call that game a tie. I would not do that. I would delay the wildcard playoffs one week, let everybody play their week 18 game. Uh, I wouldn't change the Buffalo and Cincinnati opponents because of what happened last night. They should each play who they play next week. And then the following week, they play if the game matters. If it doesn't matter, then you don't do it. But I think it is going to matter because I, I see Buffalo and, and certainly um, Kansas City each having a chance to be the number one seed. And mathematically, I don't think that uh, Cincinnati is out of it. Uh, and let's not forget, they were winning 7-3 to three when all this happened last night. We'll get Bob's take on all of that and then also the Eagles' plight. I remember Bob uh, saying one and two weeks ago, we don't want the Eagles to need Week 18 and have to win that game. And what a collapse that would be. So, Bob, I pay attention and I retain what you say. With Bob, I am. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. It's early in the morning, anytime, anywhere on the WPG Talk Radio app. Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. 47 minutes past the hour. Bob, your mic is on. Give me 60 seconds, though. I just saw a fascinating interview with Brian Kilmeade and Dr. Brian Donahue, spelled just like Mike and Tim Donahue, uh, he is the chief cardiologist uh, at UPMC. Uh, it, it was absolutely phenomenal. He he spoke about how that Demar Hamlin's heart didn't stop. Cardiac arrest can mean many things. Uh, his heart was fluttering and not not beating where it would get blood to all the vital organs properly and efficiently and enough, the brain and everything. So he said he believes right now that not only in the induced coma that they put him in in order to heal, but they do body cooling. So they take his temperature down and they try to limit the amount of damage, neurological damage that DeMar Hamlin has experienced uh, because it was who knows how many minutes before they got him. I'm assuming that when they put him in the um, ambulance, 
that they had gotten the heart rhythm back because I think they would have continued to work on him uh, unless they said, well, look, this is nine minutes, 10 minutes. You know, we got to get we got to go. But some of it we don't know. But this guy was absolutely just brilliant. So it isn't just that they got his heart back going. It's what how much damage has been done during those minutes and how many minutes seems like at least nine when his heart was not beating correctly. Bob, what a tragedy. Uh, you know, football is such a violent, violent sport. Uh, you know, that's... But here's the thing, though. This wasn't that. This was very ordinary. It's just an extraordinary thing happened where the helmet hit the heart and the heart was exactly at a point in rhythm where it sent him into the cardiac arrest. It's it's a one in a million shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I saw a YouTube one uh, where a doctor explained that, and you know, just just bad, bad luck. Number one, but uh, you know, with uh, I saw a report that his heart was beating. They got his heart beating before they got him in the ambulance. So that's really great news. And and he was getting CPR, so he he should have been getting oxygen. You know, good. The, the, and look, if 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 he never, but remember, if it's not enough you know, to keep neurological damage from occurring. So it's better. It, it Clearly, they he was totally, he was never not attended to. So I, I'm just praying he's got a fighting chance for full recovery and maybe even be able to return to his position. Uh, I, I'm not ruling anything out. All right, let's not play Skip Bayless because he's a bad guy. He's a jackass. But let's talk about alternatives here uh, because the league is going to have to do something. How how would you decide what to do with the rest of the season? All right. So, so if Buffalo wins and Kansas City and Cincinnati both lose next weekend, it doesn't matter. The game doesn't have to be played. Now, what does the league do, though? Do they... Do they assume that that and that's a very unlikely scenario? It's maybe a ten percent scenario because you know, by the by the way, I want to make sure something that would keep everybody them losing and Chiefs winning. Everybody would stay in the exact same place that they would have been if that game had been played. And then, what about the fact if you don't play that game, uh, that might move somebody else? I, I don't. I'm not a hundred percent sure that the game doesn't matter unless you've already done the math and the other teams are too far behind that the game simply mathematically doesn't matter okay so the the the, okay the 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 bills have a one game lead on cincinnati right they're tied with with kansas city but the bills win the tiebreaker right right okay so so kansas city loses next weekend buffalo wins they're still tied even if they play Cincinnati in the next week Buffalo is still the number one seed and and Cincinnati has is one game behind Buffalo so they lose next week the Bills win Cincinnati's now two games behind Buffalo they cannot win the the number one seed is there anybody behind them see that, how it works. but I do see how it works but is there anybody behind them that could overtake them if that other game where one of those teams would have to lose that that could affect the the, the positioning. I I don't think so. 
Harry, because the AFC West is, is not very good uh, besides Kansas City. And the, the NFC North, uh, I don't think another, you know, I'm not sure about Baltimore. You know, they have, I think, five losses. Yeah, well, they lost. They, they had a, yeah, they had a bad loss. Let me um, let me just go to the Okay, stand. so it, 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 no, it, no, no other team can overtake Cincinnati or, or Kansas City even if they lose. Correct. Baltimore might have been mathematically in it if they would be 11-5 and five right now because if Cincinnati lost to um, – and, and incidentally, Baltimore would beat Cincinnati because they have the better division record. I don't know how they stand in the two times that they've met, though. Uh, all right. I, I'm with you on that. So that would be optimal if if it's not necessary and it doesn't ch- change anybody's position one through eight, uh, then great. Then you don't play it and then the thing goes on. If it does matter. Would you do as I said? Would you delay the playoffs one week and have, uh, unfortunately, these two teams have to pick that game up where they left off? Yeah, that, that's the only scenario that really works without without extending the season another week. And 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 you know the the Super Bowl doesn't need a two week you know time period to play i mean in this this scenario what you said the only fair way to do it is is have buffalo buffalo and cincinnati play in in week i guess it's week 19 yeah i guess so right it's week 19 and you would do away with the bye week uh for any of the um the division winners it just play would continue the the bought the wild card games would start uh the following week and then the next round would be the week after that. Uh, I guess Goodell will say something pretty soon because I don't think it's that complicated. You just have to you just have to say it out loud. You have to just make it official. Here's a shame, though. The Eagles now have to play this death match uh, game that shouldn't even be necessary uh, because Dallas has a four and one division record. And the Eagles have a three and two division record. They would have split on the first tiebreaker would be head to head. Second is division. Next would be conference. Uh, they're both tie eight and three in the conference. Dallas has a one game lead on the Eagles in the division. So this game against the Giants is for a tremendous amount here, Bob. Yep, and there's there's big problems with this game. One, the the, the Giants were embarrassed by the Eagles. Yep. Uh, the Giants, the and, Giants. And the Giants have nothing to lose. They can go on crazy fourth downs. This this game is extremely dangerous. And you know the Giants have an old old school kind of coach. Brian Gable's not one of these these new breed of coaches. He's a really great coach, and don't count on him. Uh, just playing his starters one quarter. I, I'm not sure about that. Well, I, I mean, he said he's playing the starters, uh, but I don't know what right, that means. Playing them, but but I I don't know that they're only going to play a quarter. They uh, they may want to just they may they may be very motivated to beat the Eagles. And if your quarterback goes out in the third quarter late with a broken leg, he's a sucker. Then he's a chump. I mean, they're they're literally they have earned their playoff position. They're nine, six, and one. There's, I know there's pride, and maybe you meet them later, uh, and things like that. But 
what would be the sense? I, I absolutely think you should start your starters, but if you played them for more than a quarter or even a half at the most, that that should be malpractice. Uh, you know, I, I I know that, Harry, but 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 like we'll, we'll see. And look, the, the other problem with with the scenario this weekend is. Dallas plays a team that is in a nosedive, and that's the Washington Commanders, yes. the old Redskin team. Yeah. They're in a nosedive, and and they have nothing to play for, and it's an automatic win. Now, Dallas has had basically two automatic wins. I guess they played the Texans. Now, Dallas has, has a long week. They had 10 days to prepare for a team that's in a nosedive. So don't Dallas is not going to lose. If Dallas loses, I, I, I mean, that's probably the biggest upset of the year if they lose this week. So, so in order to win the division, in order to have the number one seed throughout the playoffs, the Eagles have to beat the Giants this weekend. Well, there, there's so much that, that, look, the Eagles are beat up physically. And now, you know, with this unfortunate incident in Cincinnati, it, look, it, it gives the Eagles now two weeks of, of rest. Two weeks. That's a big deal. Yeah. You know, to, to bring bring some of the, you know, some of their players or, you know, key players, you know. Uh, boy, that gives them some, that's important. So They played basically the whole season until the last several weeks. Uh, it wasn't injury-free, but, but really pretty fortunate with with the um the lack of key injuries and then look at this you know hurts uh who uh lane yeah. i mean now sweat i mean this some bad sweat and, some, and you know some some key players of avante yeah. maddox you know that i heard seth joiner say and seth joiner's a smart guy you know, great player. I loved Seth Joyner. He said, "There's no way the Eagles lose to Dallas if Maddox plays because Dallas absolutely tore apart Josiah Scott. Uh, they put Ceedee Lamb in the well. Ceedee Lamb's position is the slot. They were absolutely picking on on Maddox like you wouldn't believe. And you know, again." Like, Maddox was playing a great game. They had Dak Prescott all, all confused early in that game. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's it just really unfortunate. The Eagles had such... Hey, Bob, time check. We're down to 30 seconds. Uh, I can either say goodbye right now or we can continue right after the break. It's your call. Make it now. It's it's up to you. I, I... Stay, if you can stay, stay for a little bit. You said if it's up to me, I said stay for a little bit. Then we'll have open forum whenever Bob has to leave. 609-407-1450. Check in. Uh, we weren't quite done here, Bob. Let's let's keep going a little bit, and uh, then we'll take more of your call. 609-407-1450. It is the Hurley in the Morning program. I haven't heard from Mayor Kane, but even if he does come, Bob, we'll do another segment on the Eagles. So you're, you're with us. Hang in there. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a Town Square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. 
Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thanks. Welcome back. It's five minutes past the hour. Mayor Kane was always a game-time decision, and it was never looking good. So it's it's. Um, I think he's not going to make it, but we've got the whole hour, plus we have the six bonus minutes, so it could change. 609-407-1450. We'll get some of your calls in in a little bit. I heard an update, and this, I think, is uh, very important in, in terms of DeMar Hamlin. I heard, and I've interviewed her. She's exceptional. I heard Dr. Jeanette Neshwat earlier today. This was like the 4 o'clock hour a.m. Talk about that if you get the heart back going, because it's not just... His heart was like fluttering. It wasn't pumping like it should. It was out of rhythm. And that can cause neurological damage. Significant. If you get it shocked back in with a defibrillator within one minute, Dr. Jeanette Neshwat said that it's 100% full recovery. She said if you get the heart going properly within two minutes, it's 80%. Full recovery. Her concern is, and they just confirmed it again, they got his heart back right at nine minutes. This is not good. And that's not me saying it. That's medical experts saying it. So that's why the induced coma, the cooling of his temperature, the body temperature, all of that is very, very important. Bob, where were we right before the break? Oh, I guess we were, we were talking about uh, I don't know. Well, I'm going to say I'm going to say we were somewhere in the zip code of Eagles playing this week against the Giants and what the game means. Yeah, exactly. Well, hey, look, it. it, it I mean, it, it's a two week rest period to recover. For the Eagles, that's what it probably means now. I mean, they're, they're really they're, they're, think about it now with with this, this Cincinnati uh, uh, Buffalo game being replayed. It's it's a, it's two weeks of rest versus one week. Now you 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 say that like it's so, but Goodell has not made a decision on that. And if if as you say, if it doesn't matter at the end of next week, they probably won't have that extra week, right? Correct, but but that is they would perfect. get one week if they win. They would get the one by week, uh, I think. Yeah, they would get the one by week because they wouldn't be playing in a wild card game. But they wouldn't get the two weeks. No, it, well, it, look, it, they get two weeks of of rest if 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 they win. They, if Buffalo and Cincinnati have to play, right? Oh and, yeah, and, yeah, that's true. And at Goodell. Goodell, it's it's a travesty if he, he calls it a tie. I mean that absolutely that gives Kansas City the number one seed if Kansas City wins this weekend. Oh yeah, we'd just be handing it to them, which is why I don't believe Roger Goodell will do that. Uh, if the game matters, they're going to play it. Yeah, they, they need to the play. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I mean, got to look at it this way: they have to play next week. This is heartbreaking in all of this, and we're not going to know for. I think they say that he's got to be in this cooled state for at least three days or something uh so there's nothing happening this week 
Sunday they're going to have to play their their scheduled opponents, and then if it matters, they're going to have to play that game. I don't. I don't. You know, I, I want to say we don't even need Roger Goodell. He can't just. You can't play a whole season, and then just decide that you decide who's going to be the the team that gets the bye and the team that you know has the best record in the AFC because. If you just give teams a tie, one of them was going to most – I mean, a tie could have happened, but likely one of those teams would have come out of that with a loss. And it very well may have been Buffalo. Yeah. Cincinnati's playing very well yeah. right now. Yeah, they sure are. In fairness to that game, though, Cincinnati got a touchdown. Uh, Buffalo came right back and got a field goal. So, I mean, there's not tremendous momentum for Cincinnati in that game, but – that game matters. To, to be fair, that game ought to be resumed at whatever time it was ended. That's they, what, they should not start with a fresh game. Now, I I, I, I'm, I'm almost positive if they play the game, that's exactly how it will be. I think even in the league rules, uh, they're, they're, and, and we've seen it in basketball, we've seen it in baseball, you pick up where you exactly, like a rain thing. You pick up where you were if if, it, if you're not going to call it a rain out. Uh, the only thing in baseball is obviously if you don't play, the required four and a half innings if the home team doesn't need the bottom of the inning at bat to make it five innings, uh, then it could be a complete game and ends at that point. But this isn't that. If they play it, they'll start right where they should yeah. in play. So. I know in a previous hour, the caller before me was hoping the Eagles play Dallas again. And, and the only way that happens in, in the next round, assuming the Eagles win this weekend, is if Dallas beats Tampa Bay. Because right? Dallas, the number five seed, which will be Dallas, will play Tampa Bay. All right, And, and the, the, the other wild card team, so the Giants and either Lions or, or um, Packers, lose okay so that, that then the eagles will would play if they're in a number one seed they play the weakest three yeah they would seed, play, they would play the eighth seed if they're still in there now here's what i think bob right now you don't want to play the green bay packers they're playing they're playing very well the receivers who were not very good early aren't freshmen anymore uh they're much improved uh rogers looks good again Brady looked absolutely fantastic on Sunday. Yeah. Oh, I agree. I mean, but, you know, whoever the the last seed is going to be, which is either Green Bay or Detroit, they're both clicking on all cylinders. I know. (laughs) Detroit. Oh, yeah. Hey, Bob, I I don't want to be a pessimist because I am an optimist at heart. This could be the Eagles, I mean, going out to to a, a wild card team the first time they get out on the field in the second week of the playoffs. Uh, they're on a two-game losing streak. They're probably one of the more banged-up teams in the NFL. Do you agree? Uh, at key positions, sure. Yeah, Absolutely. and and they, it was just the opposite all season. For like 15 weeks, it was the opposite. Uh, that's why how you're playing right now going into the playoffs is all that matters. Buccaneers are playing the best they have. Green all season. Green Bay is playing the best they have all season. And it, correct me if I'm wrong. Green Bay, if they win next week, they're in. Correct? Yeah, it's it's whoever. If Detroit wins, they're in. And if Green Bay wins, they're in. I believe that's the scenario. 
Yeah, I, think I, don't, Green, I don't think there's any other. Yeah, I think Green Bay has got I it. I think so. Yeah, I think Green Bay is going to do it. And uh, that's a team you don't want to play. I don't want to play Green Bay, and I don't want to play the Buccaneers right now. I think both of them are very dangerous at the moment. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, they're, they're, they're but, you know, that's, we'll see what happens. I mean, look, Dallas is an awfully talented team. So, you know, the, the first game's going to be a t- they're all going to be tough games. You know, they are. It, they are just all going to be very, very tough games. So we a week ago, we thought there was no way the Eagles would not beat the New Orleans Saints. We should have probably checked out a little bit because Minshew is not, you know, I just don't think he's, I think he's pedestrian. He wasn't bad in the Dallas game. He, he was terrible for the first half of last week and a little bit better in the second half. Of course, they took that touchdown from the Eagles or the Eagles would have been up 14-13 and I think it would have been uh, a different game and I think the Eagles would have won, but uh, that's not the way that it went. They took that touchdown away and the Eagles kicked a long field goal and you know those four points mattered. So I look at it this way. Right now, the Eagles are on a two-game losing streak, true without their starting quarterback. The right side is weak now, the offensive line. You saw that exploited in the last game hurts what kind of hurts do we get hurts donut or or does um does he put his whole game out there is he running when he needs to uh are they going to play it safe you know there's a lot of questions here well you know medically uh how how good is his shoulder okay number one i mean how how is he going to be limited to you know they're, they're, a big part of their offense was you know these shock plays where where they really stretch defenses, and and you know, Quez Watkins is a lot to be desired with him as as a, a receiver, you know, in in the intermediate zone areas. But he he can really stretch the field. Well, here's what I think: uh, if we believe what's been told to us, and and you know, there's people that watch this stuff, so I don't think they could get away with lying. He played, he practiced all last week, and he could make every throw. There's, there doesn't seem to be a problem with his accuracy, with his length. I think he's I think he's going to be good to go. The only thing you don't know is, and I'm not saying everybody's going to do it on purpose, but if they get at him and they drive him into the, uh, into the turf and come down right on top of him, which they're allowed to do, uh, I think he's susceptible to re-injury. Oh, uh, yeah, but we... You know, you agree with this, Harry? We cannot afford to have Gardner Minshew. Uh, oh no, this look. is yeah. This is not. Um, this is not 2017, no. where where Nick Foles no. was was very very you know very good backup. Now he's he's. You know, it, it it. I mean, Minshew could have a good game. You just never know, right? I mean, Correct. He, he, he could. You just you, you never know, but you can't risk that. No. How about fourth and one, my friend? How about that one at the fifty yard uh, line? I know we 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 kind of disagreed on 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 that call, but I'll tell you, the Sirianni, you know, done a great job all year. But look, you, you give you have your slowest, weakest player on the team carry that ball. That's Minshew, and he didn't have a prayer get, getting that first down. Well, you can't say he didn't have a prayer because he missed it by about three inches. I mean, literally. Well, but, I saw but, Bogner. But, I think it was Bogner, boy. the referee. He held his two hands uh, 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 three inches apart. But 
the effort, I mean, was... Well, the effort was terrible. Instead of going low like Brady and Hurts does, he went high, and and he got pushed back. Uh, Kirk Conover thinks he made it, but it's one of those things where you can't... If you you spot it and it's a first down, it would stand. If you spot it where they did and it's not, it's going to stand. It's too close, you know, to prove that he made it, but uh, it was a terrible effort. I think a a different call, and and I don't know, do, do you... I mean, Hertz would have, you know, with that that scrum that they run with a quarterback sneak, so successful. You know, defenses are so susceptible to 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 any kind of variation from that, whether it's a pitch to the running back, the quarterback going wide. Now, I don't know. Here, here's what they needed to do: they needed to tell him, "You're going low. You're not going high. Kelsey's going to get you a push." And then we're going to have two guys behind you. They're going to push your rear end that little bit, uh, a couple of feet that you need, three feet or less that you need uh, to get the first down. Instead, he got no push. Didn't even seem to get a good push uh, at the line, to be honest. And then he decided to jump up high, and he's little. Uh, it didn't make sense to me. It was just a poor effort. No. No, and, and you know, that that certainly was was so pivotal uh, that was the game i mean they would have they were yeah, ready to score yeah. probably a touchdown yeah. but certainly they were going to get in field goal range and you know that was gone and then they gave the ball up at midfield it was terrible yeah 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 well you know the uh uh you know it all hinges now on 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 this giants game and and you know the uh, uh we'll see we'll see i mean it it it, it for them to lose lose out and Dallas to win the division, I mean, boy. <laughs> well, you called it a week or two ago. You said it would be one of the biggest collapses in NFL history. You, I'm sure you stand behind that, correct? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, there will be mitigating circumstances because if Hurts is healthy, I don't think there's any way they lo- they're on a two-game losing streak. Maybe they lose the Dallas game, but I don't even believe that would have happened. So you, it's not like you get away with excuses, but... There is a big difference. This, this lineup without Lane Johnson uh, on the right side and with Minshew as opposed to Hurts, I mean, it's it's terrible. Yeah, I mean, the, the, you know, the first half of that game, I mean, it was it was it was just. I mean, what the the Eagles had, I think they had no first downs until the 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 the, the garbage time where they had thirty four seconds. That is correct. They got their first first down in the last 34 seconds of the second quarter they yeah. went all, they all, they went almost an entire half without a first down yeah and still they were in the game yeah yeah well you know the the, the defense i mean they 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 did well and i mean that second half they just shut the saints down uh, everything was working for the Saints. I mean, a mediocre quarterback like Andy Dalton. And, I know. And well, yeah, I'll tell you though that Taysom Hill, I, I can't, I can't stand. I, I should put it this way, I can't stand him as an opponent. That guy. I, I got to tell you something. If I were a general manager or a head coach, that guy is on my team. He is a wide receiver. He is a special teams player. He's a quarterback. He's a running back. You know, I think he's one of the most phenomenal players in the NFL. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what. I mean, he, he reminds us a lot of, of Hurts, only he, he, he's not the, 
the quarterback, the thrower that that Hurts has developed into. Uh, but but sure, I mean this guy's a weapon. I mean, and he throws his body out there on special teams. He never seems to get hurt. I mean, the guy's a wrecking machine. Got to get the break in, Bob. You'll let me know if you're staying or going. And I promised this caller you're coming on as soon as we get back as well. It's early in the morning. January in South Jersey. The windshield could be zero. Or you could be walking on the boardwalk in just a sweatshirt. The sun could be shining. Or you could be shoveling a foot of snow. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 is South Jersey's official winter weather station. Count on meteorologist Dan Zero and the team of weather experts at AccuWeather to keep you ahead of Mother Nature this winter. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. South Jersey's official winter weather station. News. Sean Hannity this afternoon at 3. Now, early in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. Welcome back. Hurley in the morning in the new year. How's your new year going so far? Uh, hard to believe. It's going to be an amazing year. A lot is going to be happening. A lot of it good. And there also will be many challenges during this year. Twenty-six. We know that because there's certain economic forces that are in effect that um, I don't think can be stopped until the Federal Reserve Board uh, tones it down a little bit. Uh, interest rates, what that means in terms of the real estate market, uh, what that means in terms of what people actually do. I mean, it pushes people toward treasuries, and there's just a lot that's going on. We'll, we'll catch up with Chuck Malamut next week. He was traveling today is why we um, – we miss Chuck. 609-407-1450. Bob continues, and we promised the caller we we're going to get them on. You are on the air. Go right ahead. Hey, good morning. Hey. Uh, one thing I haven't really heard is uh, the money, money involved in the game, uh, gambling, uh, fantasy football. Fantasy football, the season ended with this game. And, you know, it's about the guy being hurt, yes. But it's also about billions of dollars, millions of dollars, if not billions. And I don't know how the NFL is going to handle that because they... Well, here's how they're going to probably handle it. They're going to have to to play the game. I think they're going to have to find a way to play the game because you're you're right about that. The the economics of it uh, aren't as important as the human resource value. And we're not being Skip Bayless's here. He, He was completely inappropriate last night with what he said just a just a terrible guy uh saying how how don't they play this game he was i guess he was thinking they should play the game last night i knew they weren't going to play that game last night you saw those teams weren't coming out in five minutes uh but you raise a really good point the fantasy leagues the um the betting i mean it's uh it can't be uh it can't be overlooked it's going to have to be considered even if they act like they're not making it for that reason it was like when the president went to saudi arabia and said he wasn't going there to ask for oil you know the spigot to be loosened Uh, for some reason he didn't want to say the real reason he was going even if they don't want to admit that that game has to be played for that reason they know that it does yeah right the truth no one ever really speaks the truth it's always it's always it's always about the human factor, which I just I don't know. Money is money. And people. They... Well, remember, something changed because I don't remember the exact year. Was it the 70s, late 70s? I can look it up. 
Daryl Stingley got absolutely demolished for life. Quadriplegic for life could have been dead for all anybody knew. He got out of there in an ambulance. They went right on with the game. Right. I don't I don't I mean all By the way, I agree with what they did last night. I'm just pointing out that they didn't used to do it that way. I I I I don't know. I don't think, know. Think about this. You could see, I mean, grown men were to tears. Could you imagine them coming back out and playing last night under those circumstances? I I I just I just can't imagine it. I can't either. But they have to play the game. There's too much money on it. They can't. It would erase the whole fantasy football season, which the NFL promotes through websites and TV channels. So, by the way, you having said that, then hopefully you're in our camp. This is good for the Eagles. Eagles win this week, clinch the best record in the NFC, get the one and only bye in the NFC. These two teams have to play again, even if it doesn't matter for position in the standings, because it does matter for the uh, economies of scale that you're talking about. And then the Eagles get two weeks off. I- I'm voting for that. Right. Yeah. The, Perfect. The Eagles. I've been an Eagles fan for 55 years, and they have not always been the best. But this year they are the best, and hopefully – They'll get healthy and they'll play good. Let me ask you this before you go. They were the best. Are they still the best? I think they're the best with the the right with the right people on the field. They yeah, are. but if they, if they get the right people on the field, like we don't know, Lane Johnson maybe for the playoffs. Sweat maybe for the playoffs. Let's see what happens with Jalen Hurts. I mean, he could easily, no pun intended, he could easily. Uh, hurt that shoulder again, re-injure the shoulder again. Uh, so I agree with you completely. If if you've got, and we're, we're a little bit softer on the secondary because of injury as well uh, in the secondary. So the Eagles are definitely not the team that they were for the first, say, 12, 13 games. I agree. So we'll see, totally. what, ha- we'll see what happens. But hopefully, hopefully everyone will get healthy and the Eagles will go far. I, I just hope to see them in the Super Bowl. That's what I was Yeah, me too. About. Well, they say, look, it was teed up, but we said a long time ago they have to stay healthy because key injuries can completely change your season. And also hot teams going into the playoffs that start to uh, play right through the wild card game. And, you know, we see a lot of times, you see it in baseball, you see it in football. It's the hot hand that, that uh, and right now, Aaron Rodgers has a hot hand. Brady has a hot hand. And the Eagles are ice cold on a two-game losing streak. Got to win against the Giants. That would be so demoralizing to go from the best record in the league for the entire season, favored in every game for the entire season, to a wild card. Yep, well, yeah, you're, that's true. Uh, but Hopefully it won't happen. One other thing, I have a neighbor that is a total Dallas Cowboys fan. Uh, it's no fun. The last no. two weeks have not been fun in my neighborhood. Well, they've had some bad losses, too. I mean, Dallas. So I know they have, but Dallas Cowboys fans are a different breed. They just, they're braggarts. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I think they are. They're braggarts. They always have giant expectations every beginning of every season. Well, they think they're the football version of the Yankees. They think they're the, the quote-unquote America's team. They think every season they should go to the Super Bowl. Right. 
Exactly, and they voice that opinion yeah. all the time. In a way, you got to give it to them. They have swaggers. Yeah. You know, Jimmy Johnson, how about them Cowboys? I mean, they're they're very, very arrogant, always. Yep, I agree. And to be fair, they back it up a little bit. Not always, but they do back it up a bit. I think Tony Romo was a loser, but I think Dak, Dak Prescott, he hasn't proven he's a winner yet, but he's pretty good. He's pretty good. Well, we'll see. Yeah, right. We'll see. Good to talk to you. All right, Harry. You got Good it. Going, so. My pleasure. Thank you, and thank you for calling in. 609-407-1450, open phone line. Bob, I know you got to run. Uh, let me give you a closing comment. Anything you want to share? Well, just real quick, uh, we got to thank Doug Peterson for beating the uh, Cowboys a few weeks ago. Otherwise, Dallas would be the number one seed. That is they correct. Would probably win the division. So that is correct. Thank you, Doug Peterson. Harry, before I go, just a quick comment about Kevin McCarthy. I agree he should be elected speaker. We do need party unity, but no illusions about McCarthy. He is not a good guy. I know. What's happening to him, what, what's happening to him is payback from the Freedom Caucus for the way he handled Representative Steve King from Iowa, a good guy, a good person that was just bludgeoned by McCarthy about four or five years ago. I remember, and we talked about it at length. Uh, I agree with your position on that. He was treated extremely unfairly. This would be very interesting because McCarthy could have been speaker before, and remember something came up. It was something about him that came up and that his penalty was he couldn't be the speaker. Uh, and now he thought he had it for sure, but the margins are so close that between the five never Kevin guys and the other nine, he is absolutely, I guarantee it. He fails on the first ballot and that I don't know what happens after there. I'm suspecting that in the second on the second ballot, uh, Steve Scalise is brought into it. And at that point in time, it's going to get interesting because you do have a group who are only Kevin voters. So you have never Kevin and you have only Kevin. So they are enough to stop anybody else from winning. And I just would hate to see Republicans make a mess of themselves and and get completely trashed. And, and really, I wouldn't be able to uh, defend them. Uh, completely trashed by the Democrat media who are already, oh, first time in 100 years. So... Republicans better not mess this up out of the starting blocks because then they're going to get crushed at every turn. Oh, now they want to investigate. And oh, they want to. So this is uh, going to be some rough sledding here. Well, okay. Scalise, McCarthy versus Hakeem Jeffries, a borderline communist. Look, the answer is we, we just need to be unified, elect the speaker, and move on. Right. I, I agree. And and I think McCarthy, I don't discount what you said. He did those things, but he also got a lot of people elected and he raised a lot of money. And I think that you had Lee Zeldin in New York and McCarthy's efforts that really did put Republicans over the top in what should have been a much better uh, November 8th. And it turned out, I mean, look how it turned out, a, a difference of five that, you know, that was just not in the cards. I think McCarthy thought he was going to have a several dozen uh, vote lead and these nine and the other five wouldn't even have mattered. Uh, And yet they do. And they can, they can stop all of this. I would hate this to go on though for hours and days and it could, you know. Well, you know, Matt Gates, the leader of this renegade group, 
Now, I like Matt Gates, but he was he was hoping for a small Republican majority in House just because of this scenario. Absolutely, it gives it gives him immense power now. Oh yeah, they're they're the, the new uh, they're the new Joe Manchin. These five, yep, they can hold every single decision hostage. It's it's got the potential to be absolutely just maddening. What could wind up happening, and then they could blow twenty twenty four. This this. And then I'll tell you what, because I'm going to have a long memory. Anybody that's a part of the sabotage should be voted out in two years. Couldn't agree with you more, Harry. Too much is at stake here. Yep. Now, let me ask you this before you run. Will there be a speaker before the end of today? I don't think so. I think 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 that's more likely than not. Hate to say it. Uh, my, My goal would be that a couple of the knuckleheads vote present, then you didn't vote for McCarthy, let him get it on the first ballot, shuts up the Democrat media that can't say, oh, they couldn't even pick their you know speaker or first time in 100 years. Uh, and if you have to vote against them, vote against them on the first ballot, then you're released. That's the way it works. You know how these things work at conventions. You promise, you pledge for the first ballot, then you're released, and then something else might happen. Uh, and, and I'm not ruling out, Bob, Scalise might be the speaker. That's not a long shot. Yeah, it could happen. I mean, but, but you know, again, Scalise and McCarthy don't like each other. So I don't think Scalise is going to come to McCarthy's rescue. He's been very smart about it. He has openly supported him. He hasn't campaigned. Uh, but he's got a lot of people behind the scenes that on the second ballot want him to be the speaker. And I'll tell you what, for me. I would take Steve Scalise over Kevin McCarthy in a heartbeat. Oh, I, I absolutely. I mean, look, Scalise is a statesman. Uh, not not that it matters, but I throw it in there. It's just a bonus bonus points. Survived that that shooting on the baseball field, you know, and triumphantly came back from that. He's a, he's a star. He's a, and he's a great guy. Oh, he he you know he he's got. He's got heart in more ways than one. Yeah. Right? You don't survive a, 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 an attack like that unless you're a real fighter. True. So, no, let's be an All interesting right. year, Harry. Yes, sir. Uh, All right, we'll stay close. Hey, thanks, Harry. All right, man. Take care. Yeah, really good to talk to you. 609-407-1450 and open phone line. You can check in. The phone lines are open for the first time this hour. Wide open, I mean. 609-407-1450. Back to your calls. Right after this. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. Listen for the morning edition of the O'Reilly Update with Bill O'Reilly at 1015 this morning. Now, Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. Welcome back. 44 minutes past the hour. So let me bring up something to you that was sent to me and... I mentioned the Daryl Stingley uh, situation a few times this morning. You can't ignore what used to be done. I also mentioned in my earlier monologue, and of course it was the whole reason for that helmet that, that buckles like a, like a seatbelt so that you don't get decapitated. And it's like an internal decapitation, which is what happened to Dale Earnhardt Sr. So we talked about that earlier in the program. The the race didn't get – maybe they stop it while they clear the car out, but the, the they stay in their position. And they're going around the track, and then they, they start the race back up. Race goes on. 
Game goes on. See, I think this Skip Bayless is a jackass for what he said last night. But in days gone by, the game would have continued. Kirk Conover wrote me something that I had forgotten. Lions receiver Chuck Hughes suffered a heart attack, collapsed on the field, and died during an October 1971 game against the Chicago Bears. The Detroit Free Press believes he is the only player to ever die while competing in a game. Uh, And the game continued. So there are people out there saying that the game should have continued. Now, I'm not one of them because I want to say that was then, this is now, and we're not the same. We're not the same now that we were then. It was just like the game goes on. You just nothing stops it. Uh, demolishing accidents out on 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 the track, and the races continue. And, and you think about some of them. Remember, they used to fly into the stands. They put up all those um, protective things because tires and and metal and stuff used to hit people in the stands. You would think. I was just talking to a friend of mine. You would think every time you see one of those horrific wrecks that somebody's dead. But nobody thinks about stopping the race. It's, it's, it's a, it comes off heartless, and it's not the decision. Like my decision, if I had any decision in this, would have been these grown men were on their knees crying and praying and the two teams hugging it up. And that just wasn't going to happen last night. When the league said the game is going to start in five minutes, no, I said, no, it's not. No way it's starting in five minutes. In fact, I I had pretty much resigned the fact that that game was done. I think they have to play it. I don't think you can just pretend like it didn't happen. You can't make it a tie. That would be garbage. And the only case scenario that you could justify not finishing the game would be if certain teams won and lost last week or next week, rather, so that Kansas City can't be caught. But I, I just don't see it. I think that Buffalo is going to win next week. They know what they're playing for. And Kansas City, I believe, will win, even though they've been winning ugly. And so that game is going to matter. And then I have to say, the the, the gentleman caller uh, that checked in and said, hey, that, that, that game is the final game of fantasy football. You have any idea what's on the line there? Again, none of it trumps the human resource of DeMar Hamlin uh, fighting for his life uh, with um, the, the, the ravages of whatever this episode did. Because keep in mind, if, if you've been paying attention to the medical experts, Dr. Jeanette Neshwat said, if you get the heart back in rhythm, because his heart evidently did not stop completely. You kept hearing cardiac arrest, cardiac arrest. Now, they were doing CPR because his heart was fluttering. It wasn't performing where it would pump blood to the brain and to all the vital organs. And, and, and then it also matters a whole lot, the extremities. That's why if you think about why does frostbite happen like at the tip of your nose and your fingertips first and your toes first, because the body is pumping blood to the brain to the heart, to the liver, to the major organs to keep you alive. It says you can do without the digits. So you see people, the nose gets frozen off, 
fingers get frozen off. In this kind of thing, Dr. Neshwat said if they had gotten him started within one minute, it's 100%, 100% full recovery. You don't often hear a, a medical doctor say something like that. That I was, I was taken back when I heard it. If you get the heart back in rhythm within two minutes, 80%, 100% recovery, 80%. If it's nine minutes, I'm not a doctor. I'm not making a definitive, determinative statement here. But she did. She's very concerned about the nine minutes. She commended, and I did too all morning, the medical attention he got was world-class and it was nonstop and they did everything they could. But sometimes things take the amount of time that they do. There was a reason why people were like, why aren't they getting him out and in that ambulance? Because they needed to get his heart back going right while he was on the field. You're not doing that in the back of a, you know, this is not a, a TV show, Chicago, you know, uh, fire. This is this is the real life, the real world. And that's their protocol. They do it. Look, England does. I think Princess Di is pretty well established. The protocol there killed her on the scene of the accident because they stabilize at the accident rather than getting her directly because she was talking. And, you know, when, when it first happened, uh just terrible but that's the way they do it in the united kingdom they just have a different way so they weren't there was no malpractice here of them oh my god why aren't they getting him out it's nine minutes what is going on you knew you could tell that this was very very different what was going on and the way it worked for me i um i watched the penn state game because of a dear friend then there was a, a, an HGTV show that I love that I wanted to see, and I get done that, and I turn on – because I know that game is important. I turn that game on, and I watch the play happen. The play happened within not even a minute of me turning the game on, and I've watched the replay. They finally – the media hasn't been showing it. They're not showing him stand up and fall back down, but they are showing the play a bit now, and it's really unremarkable. He he is he's applying the hit and usually the person applying the hit, although people have gotten concussions and injured, even if they're the defensive player. But he hits, rolls him over. They go down. This is not me. The medical people are saying the helmet of the Buffalo Bill player. So you imagine he needs he's, he's going to need to probably talk to somebody about all this because he's got to be feeling pain. But. It, it wasn't that – it's one of those things just like I watched the race live when Dale Earnhardt all of a sudden, kind of like I'll just say it, the ass of his car got pushed and he got steered right into the wall. And it was just like boom. It looked like nothing. He was basically decapitated. And his head wasn't cut off, but they call it like an internal decapitation. He was gone. And it looked like nothing. It just looked like boom. Like nothing. And that goes to show you, you just you don't realize it's the difference between going to a hockey game and watching it on TV or being at a football game or watching it on TV. The speed, the hits, the sounds. It's if you've never been to a, a game in person on TV, it's it's not even representative.
of what it, what really goes on. And in each sport, that is that is a fact. And in a co- full contact sport like football, so he, he goes down, but the helmet hits the heart, according to the doctors, at just like a one in a million shot, just at the point of the rhythm where the helmet blow caused his heart to get out of rhythm and hence the the medical disaster that ensued that's why he he jumped right up and then within 2 seconds he fell like a like a like a rock backwards they're not showing that much anymore but that's how that went down final break we'll be back in just a few minutes don't go away this is Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station. I've told you about my lower back pain and how kneeling in church on Sunday was becoming nearly unbearable. Sebastian Gorka here. I've also told you about how Relief Factor has helped almost eliminate my pain. Now, let me tell you what Robert in California says about his experience with Relief Factor. Robert writes, I didn't think Relief Factor was working until I ran out mid-month. After about three days, the pain was back to where it started. It was a great test for me to see how much Relief Factor really works. Three weeks from now, you could be doing the things you enjoy doing and living the life you love. Your first step to becoming pain-free from aches and pains from daily living could be just to order the three-week quick start for only nineteen ninety-five. After trying Relief Factor, over half a million people have gone on to order more. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF to find out about this offer. That's relieffactor.com or call 800 the number for relief. Feel the difference with Relief Factor. From the world's playground, this is Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Well, our first uh, foray into 2023 has just flown by. Fortunately, we get the six bonus minutes. Um, Tell you what, I don't think Brian Kilmeade slept last night either. I saw him do a hit at about 10 of 6, 5 of 6 a.m., this morning and uh he looks like he stayed up all night too this thing affected a lot of people it really did i i was on my way to probably a very good night's sleep and i watched that happen and it just i couldn't sleep it's living proof you don't have to know someone to be affected by something and i have to give credit where credit's due somebody that is a very very big fan of this program that i tease from time to time not not in a, in a in a nasty way that they're Mel Gibson from Conspiracy Theory. If you've seen the movie, you know what I'm talking about. File cabinets filled with these conspiracy theories. And it turns out one of them is correct. And he has bad people coming after him. And it's a great movie, actually. So this person, who you all know very well, but I'm going to protect their identity, said years ago that the United States should claim the moon. And I said, come on, claim the moon. I mean, it it was just Mel Gibson conspiracy theory on steroids times infinity. I couldn't believe what I was hearing. And guess what? China wants to claim the moon. (laughs) This is unbelievable. So he was right. I read an interview and it was an excellent, excellent piece. Bill Nelson, who used to be a senator, is now the director of NASA. Uh, or I think they call it NASA administrator. 
and you know how much I love the space program, China is, they're all in. They want to get a foothold. They want to dominate. And believe it or not, they already have it figured out that there are resource-rich locations on the lunar surface of the moon, and they want to claim dibs. They want to plant their flag. Now, remember, uh, there was a big uh, to-do in the um, Neil Armstrong movie where they weren't going to have the American patch on on the uniform on the uh, spacesuit, and they were going to make like uh, I think there was some scuttle that they were going to plant like a UN flag or something. Uh, I was very much opposed to all that nonsense. I mean that was that was an American. A, a, a specific American achievement. But I'm telling you, catch up if you have some time. I'll give you a homework assignment on China's moon ambitions. And it's no joke. We are. It's, it's, it's almost like back to the future. We were in a, a space race with Russia. It was very embarrassing uh, when the Soviet Union continued to beat us early on. And we, of course, got to the moon first with with actually putting men on the moon and bringing them home safely. But we are and this is Bill Nelson, the former Florida United States senator, in his own words, quote, it is a fact we're in a space race. And it is true that we better watch out that they don't get to a place on the moon under the guise of scientific research. See, that's how they always pull this off. Bill Clinton gave China these supercomputers under the guise that they were education, could not be used for weapons. Okay, we know how that turned out. I remember being very critical of that in real time. And and they we gave them the technology to get decades ahead of where they would have been. Look at this, though. You, you literally have China trying to get there first. And claiming the moon and claiming uh, areas of the moon that have resources that are very, very rich. Uh, And we shouldn't allow that to happen. There was one other thing in this piece. I wonder if I can find it real quick here in our final few minutes. If you want to jump in, 609-407-1450. We do have time to take one more phone call to close out the program if you want to jump in. Yeah, what they've been doing, this was the part that also caught my eye. They haven't been getting a lot of publicity, but we should make this stuff very well known. Beijing has been launching a series of robotic landers and rovers. They're collecting lunar samples. So guess what they're doing? They're not they haven't been able to achieve and I I'm surprised they haven't tried because they don't they don't care. They they'll send two or three people and if they don't come back, oops, that that's nothing to them. We we actually don't do it until there, there's we can't do it with no risk. But we want it to be what do they call it? Um, acceptable risk. So check this out. They're collecting these lunar samples. And they got to a spot on the moon on the far side of the moon for the first time ever. And they have an orbiter, lander, and rover that also reach Mars. So we're not the only ones. We've had some pretty good success uh, with, with what we have sent.
to Mars, even more than they, I think, ever believed we would get the, the, the images and they had the one vehicle be able to fly in the, um, in the atmosphere. They weren't sure if, if there would be enough atmosphere for something to have lift. So that was big. Quote, it is entirely possible that they could catch up and surpass us absolutely. And this was Space Force Lieutenant General Nina Armagno. And uh, I tell you what, these are the things that while people are fighting about stupid stuff where you can get skunked, you can get beat. And wouldn't that be something if we got into some kind of dust up over China claiming the moon? I don't know how you do that. I mean, if you watch the movie um, with Matt Damon uh, and if you're the first one. You know, you you can be a pirate and you can do this and you can do that and you can claim if you're the first. Uh, we obviously I we could have claimed the moon, but it's but our instincts are always to do something for the better good of all mankind and not just something selfish. Can I will tell you this if Russia and or China, if they truly got to the moon with people and could plant their flag, they would absolutely claim it. And I'm not sure that that's not... I, I think the only reason we don't have claim is we didn't, we didn't lay claim. We planted our flag, but just as a, um, a symbol that we were there. And that flag long ago, because of the uh, ultraviolet light and all that, the, the, the damaging rays, uh, that they're just probably just white sheets of next to nothing at this point there's no flag that's uh and people say oh we didn't get there because the flag was out straight and there's no atmosphere so the flag that's in some kind of movie set and then it's very well established that they had a metal frame and the flag is out because we wanted to be able to take photos and video of the flag being planted but i'll tell you i say it all the time uh we blinked and decimated our navy china has bolstered their navy to where they're the largest navy in the world and still growing you watch if we don't watch and cover our rear china is going to overtake us and then what will we have to do ask permission if we wanted to go i mean at some point we want to actually have a colony on the moon. We want the moon to be a staging area to then go from the moon to Mars. And it's a big deal. And I, I didn't even have time to get into the, the resource aspect of it as well. All right, Brian Kilmeade is here. Thanks for a great first day back in the new year. Uh, see you on the WPG Talk Radio 95.5 digital platform. Until then, I'm Hurley in the morning. 